From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny, straight up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own. We make no apologies. What is going on, my heathens and heathen land in the city of Hello. Hello. Hi. Night's show is just a tip. Part two. Vote no on 82. You like that, Ryan? You like that? You like how I did that? It's all right. It's studio night. I got uh, Miss Valerie Torres and uh, that other girl, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Marcus. (laughs) So if you've ever seen me on U Street or somewhere kind of blacked out drunk, it's her fault. It's my most fault. likely Laura's fault. Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I mean, definitely. Give definitely. Me a shot. I mean, I'm not mad at the shot size of the tequila, but goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> give me a water. Give me a water with it at once. At least. <laughs> at least. Stay sake. hydrated. <laughs> Save me from dying. That's what it is. You know, yeah. Bradley likes to make a visit every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. He was there here last night. I would like to oh, yeah. He made, he made a. Guest appearance. Was night. he though? What did he do? Um, he punched a, he punched his friend in the face. Friend whose <laughs> birthday it was, whose house we were at. But I punch him again. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, 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 just the one time. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I hit him in the ear. Actually, that's the worst. Yeah. Yes. He like <laughs> slapped him in the ear. You boxed him in his ears. I, just, <laughs> you know, he jumped up trying to kill me, which he had every right. I had, I did not mean to hit him that hard. Like his wife's like, go ahead and smack him. So I went over and smacked him. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I heard the I heard the sound. I'm like, oh, you got the permission though. And then like Marcus texting me, he's like, you coming? <laughs> he's like, like shit out somebody. Bring he's me like, and I got in a fight. And it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, we were fine. We, we just I smacked the shit out. And he had every right to get upset. So then by the time I got there, then Bradley was there already, and I was like. Cool. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, up, Megan. <laughs> Speaking of, Speaking of we're in our first ten minutes, so let's not up. You know what? We can't. We can't curse Laura. We have six minutes left. Oh. Ten minute rule. Can't oh, do it. It's really? the algorithm. Really? Yeah, man. Interesting. I know. That's. Okay, it's I'll challenging. Try, I'll try, yeah, and I'll, I'll try I mean, it, it, it's, I don't know that we've like. It's, like we it's YouTube's fault. I blame YouTube. Me? Oh, YouTube. I thought you said YouTube. YouTube. I blame YouTube. Actually, if there's two people who get me drunker than anybody besides myself, it's both of you, bartenders. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's why I do. We played rival last time. Yeah, I have. I have to tip very well. I have to tip very well. Therefore, I. Try not to act the fool, but in case I do, here's like a little babysitting money ahead of time. <laughs> babysitting money. <laughs> what is that? Essentially, what we are sometimes. How was your week, guys? Before we pull everybody else in, how was your week? Um, do I want to do call of act call to actions? Yeah, yeah, we can do that first. Yeah, go right ahead, Mama. All right. Well, you know, if you're just joining us now, you're watching the District of Misfits show, the drinking show with a podcast problem. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits Show, on Twitter at DC Misfits, on YouTube, the District of Misfits Show. Please like and subscribe. You can find previous episodes of uh, the District of Misfits Show in addition to some other contents of different podcasts that we are producing. 
um, on Twitch. You can find us at District Misfits. Um, if you'd like to find and buy some gear like my tank top that I'm wearing um, or my hoodie that I think is going to be discontinued soon. But um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you can find those at crushingdc.com and a lot of other different lovely things. Um, if you'd like to create your own podcast or if you'd like to in, um, be a guest on our show, you can email it, us at districtdogbasestudio at gmail.com. I am turning down my volume. Oh, all right. Hey, Sarah, in the green room, I put a link to the YouTube page of the, of the, of, of the thing. Hopefully they didn't hear it. All right, here we go. Yes, yes Megan, no bad words Give it time now. Uh, Andrew's doing signs. Good job, Andrew. We're proud of you. No, yeah, he is. He's saying yes on 82 signs are annoying as beep. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, it's the longest I've ever gone without cursing, and I did just I drop the S bomb, but it was kind of quiet. So I hope you got Hi, Bo, all the way from Maine. Hey, Boo. Yeah, you're due for come on the show again, sir. Yeah, man. All right, guys, let's get the safe words out. We'll do us three, and I'll bring everybody else in. All right. Safe words. I'm already sweating. Uh, <laughs> maybe your safe word should be sweaty. <laughs> Laura, what's your safe word? Uh, my safe word is going to be gumbo. All right. All right, all right, all right. That's I got my hot sauce from the gumbo shop in New Orleans here. What? Why'd you go to the gumbo shop? First of all, let me smack the shit out of you. Why not? It's delicious, okay? And you I need to be not sauce. so snobby about it. Hey, that's like going to Bubba Shrimps. You're so snobby, okay? Don't be so snobby. I lived there for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> I go back. I've been there 15 years. You lived there for a year. You know what? Oh. We'll go back. I thought you were planning on going back sometime soon. We were not with her. Like um, not with her in Jeez. November. Hey, <laughs> Gumbo Val, what what you got? Um, whiskey, whiskey. Well, st speaking with the New Orleans theme, I am going to do etouffee. Ooh! All right, guys, let's bring on. Uh, let's bring in Sarah from Cravings We Trust podcast that so will be coming out very soon. She is in her kitchen. She finally did it right for once. Good job, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, girl? Uh, my safe word is bacon because my vegetarian friend said she would text bacon if a date was going really bad, and then I'd. Oh, <laughs> well, you're, you're that friend for tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I see that Bo said that it's harvest season at the moment. Do you need my yeah. tiny little Asian hands to come and pick the things? Pick the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> That's racist, yo. That's racist. It's not, it's, it's not racist if it's true. I have very tiny Asian hands. We have good rice picking hands. Yes, rice yeah, picking right. and bud picking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess that. Bo, anytime, Val, you can come up. <laughs> 50 seconds left, guys. 50 seconds. Can you make it, Laura? This is it's very difficult. I mean, technically, I already didn't make it, but it, nobody heard it. I know. I, oh, yeah, but, stop, Bo. So it doesn't count. Nobody heard it, so it doesn't count. Yeah, I heard it, but I didn't say anything. Yeah, I was going to say, just don't point didn't it count. out. Didn't count. Don't point it out. Do you see what All right, so let's uh, let's bring in the Mr. Mr. Tip guy. Just the tip guy. Just the tip. Where's he at, Maine? He is yeah. also in Maine. Look at that O face. Uh -oh. <laughs> 
Hi, Joshua. Hi, you guys. <laughs> I believe I the last show you were on here. was the Pump and Dump show. Was that it? No, that was two years ago. Um, you can also find that lovely sweatshirt and T-shirts and tank tops with that design on our website, crushingdc.com. Ten minutes. Wow, fuck you. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Bring that. Hey, the shit. Last Bring that shit. All right. Uh, Secure that bag. Get me your safe word, sir. Flamingo, please. All right. Flamingo. And let's bring Mr. Dylan. In. You're muted, sir. Take it off. What's up, y'all? What's up, Dylan? Uh, How you doing? How you doing, sir? I'm alive. That was. <laughs> have we I've made been it drinking to 10 minutes? For... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we made, it. made it to 10 minutes. Yes. We had made it. All right, guys. Uh, to all of you, I shared a YouTube link for this link for this link of the show in the private chat. Okay. Dylan, did I cut you off? I wanted to make sure that I no. made the 10 okay. minute mark because Bar, I stop. wanted to reference when how you... rideable your mustache looks. <laughs> you like that? When you push one thing, Laura, it goes to like 20 different things. I know. Like that. It's like this is Laura hijacking the chat. Like 20 times all over. Just wait till I got your Facebook open over here too, Mark. It's just wait and see what happens. You gonna whip your dick out and start taking dick pics? You bet. You could have go to Facebook jail with me. <laughs> Those who don't know, Laura. We're going down together. Laura took my place as being the most jailed person in DC mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Once I started, once we started doing the show live on Facebook, I had to stop because if I get banned, we can't have the show. Yeah, so, then, then we're done. <laughs> we're done for that week. Account. So Laura's taking my place of the hoodlum of the night. I got you. I, I have to say, I have only one person who's been sent to Facebook jail more than Laura, but Ooh. he lives in Indiana. Oh. He, like he has two. He has two alternate accounts because he's been banned. I have an alternate account, and that one's been banned now. Every time that I get my main Facebook jail yeah. account goes to jail, and now the backup account gets banned with it. I'm like, man, they figured me out. They figured. They figured you. Out. That's why you need another phone so you can tie it. Yes. Yeah, so now now I gotta start doing. Now I gotta start doing hoes shit like multiple phones. Lord, I mean, exactly like, that. <laughs> like that. So I see both of some pictures, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm laughing at the chat here. District of Mistress, Misfits, DC is fuck, crushing DC, pasteurized <clears throat> and the show. All Laura. Hi, Jack and Laura. <laughs> this is Laura. Laura, I don't think I've ever banned somebody from the show within the show. <laughs> I don't, I don't, really, I don't want to like, ban us from our own chat. <laughs> yeah, ban us oh. from our own show. <laughs> We're all canceled. Don't tell fucker. It's all, it's all done. Let's start setting you over to separate account altogether. Mm -hmm. You come over to the studio. Take your shoes off, Danny, if you're going to play in the house like that. That's it. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, how was everybody's week? Okay, cool. I got called a fucking redneck this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're marketing. Yeah, really but there's, a, but there's, is there not truth to Listen. that, please? No, there's not. Listen, no. Listen. No, sorry. But what's the implication with rednecks? Just because I grew up where there are rednecks don't mean I am a redneck. 
I grew up any... with a lot of rednecks who would kill someone for my queer ass in high school. Like right. I was out in high school. I had some very redneck friends who mm -hmm. would kill someone if they called me a faggot. So well, uh, I, get I mean, it. Listen, I have know, redneck friends. I don't know that there's a negative connotation with redneck. Like I learned how I to don't... grow weed from rednecks. I learned how to do moonshine from red. I learned a lot, but I'm not a fucking redneck. So to pre to premise the story, so Mar Marcus and I, there's this place in PG and um in where is it? Hyattsville, I guess. Is that right? No, no. Near the yeah, PG County. Yeah, Hyattsville. Near the PG County Mall. So it's like the what Dominion Brewery or something like that. Old Dominion Brewery. Um, it's by the it's by the um cinema, and they have weirdly have really good sushi, and they have like good happy hour sushi specials. Interesting. So we go there it's every so often. It's usually on a Monday that we show up there. So like the two bartenders who work, they usually like recognize us when we go in there. Um, when we sit down, there is this woman, a Latino woman who was rip shit drunk already. It was like 530 in the afternoon and she was hammer time. And she was sitting next to a guy who was like, I guess he was like kind of hitting on her and he like offered to buy her. I, I don't I wasn't really paying attention, mm -hmm. but like he offered to buy her a shot and so he bought her a shot and then she got offended and she was just like even after he asked her and like asked her to buy a shot she was so drunk she couldn't like you know she couldn't wrap her head around it and so like she was like i don't need you to buy me a shot and she was like fuck you and she was like telling him to fuck off and then she said because she clearly was a little bit like she's ignorant like she was she just couldn't think of any other way to insult him. So then she started calling him a faggot. And I was just oh. like, ma'am. Oh. And so, and she was being really loud about it too. And she was like, I don't fuck with faggots. And like, and you know, she's like, fuck you. And she kept throwing like the, trying to push the, the thing back to him. But then he was like undeterred. He kept still trying. <laughs> oh, he, he had good, he tried. He got A for effort. Yeah. And like, and she would like, she would, it was like a kind of like, you know, cat and mouse, like she'd sometimes be like, fuck you. And then she'd be like, yeah, come over here. And like, it was stupid. Like I, but she was, the main thing is that she was super loud and belligerent and she was absolutely hammered. And, uh, and so then at some point, then she starts being like rude to the bartender. She's all like, she's like, mommy, mommy, come over here, mommy. And like, it's like, they're clearly busy on the other side of the road. I mean, other side of the bar. Can you please like, I'm, yeah. I'm now starting to break out in sweat because like, I'm like, so this, I go, is, this, is, this is giving me anxiety because like, you know. And at this point, I go to the bathroom. Like, I, you know, if it had been in my bar, she would have been cut off a long time ago and I would have asked her to leave. Yeah. But they were just sort of like, per, like, I guess she comes there pretty often. And uh, clearly, to, clearly. Yeah, she was just yeah. being God awful. And then Marcus goes and gets up and goes to the bathroom and she starts like just like just going after the bartenders at this time. Now she's telling the accusing them of like ignoring her and like, um, you know, you ignoring me, you didn't give me. And they were like, well, we're not ignoring you. We're not serving you anymore. Oh <laughs> you know? And then she was like, I just, she's now she's talking to her, her new boyfriend. She's like, she's like, they obviously know they're not, they're not getting any tips. And then she starts like mouthing off to her, this one woman, she starts calling her a bitch. And then that's when I was like, no ma'am. And I just like, I started slamming on the bar and I was like, you need to stop like, like a child. I was like, enough, you need to stop doing this. And teacher, like, teacher Val came in. Uh, I was like, stop yeah. it. I was like, you can't, teacher you're, Val. you're being disrespectful. I was like, cut it out. 
And she was like, what are you talking about? You don't know my business. And she was like, you don't know that I'm her, I'm her friend. And the, the bartender turns around and she goes, I'm not her friend. We ain't friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in the bathroom and, and like, some guy. Yeah, like, you have to stop. Like, you have to stop. You're being disrespectful. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, enough already. So I'm in the bathroom and I couldn't even... I knew what happened. I was like sitting there, I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom. I'm like, fuck, that's gotta be Val. So I stop and some dude comes in. It's like, man, that girl's crazy. A voice like mine. You yeah. And, and then, and the guy was like, that girl, I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting next to her. And then, so I went out there. Sure enough, Val and her are fucking bickering at each other. And I'm like walking into shit storm of. Fantastic. Right. And at this point now, again, because we've already established this person is not very bright and she couldn't think of like ways to like, you know, um, um, it, insult, like intelligently insult insult people. So she was just like, she's like, you stay out of my business. You don't know my business. She's like, what are you, a fake American? And I was like, um, I, I just was like, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm more American than you are. And then that just made her mad. Val's <laughs> <laughs> like, these colors don't run, bitch. <laughs> And then so she was like, did, did you marry him for the green card? Did you marry him for the green card? She goes, did she marry you for her green card? Ooh. And I was like, and so now I'm just laughing at her because I was like, wow, she is just so dumb. And then, so they finally, they finally congregated around her asking her that she needs to leave. And then Marcus is like, she kept going, you don't stay out of my business. You bad, but you don't know. Marcus is like, well, I wish we could, but you're screaming in our faces. It's like, can't help but be in your business. And she goes, shut the fuck up, redneck. Of all the things. Like, Marcus is like, didn't care. Like, he was just like, totally calm about everything else. As soon as she called him a redneck, the next thing you know, Marcus like fucking explodes. <laughs> I was like, wait. That's what put you over there. That's right. That's the line. Butthole finger or something. You would have been like happy about that. No, sir. He was going to chase her out of the bar. I was like, well, she's leaving already. Can you just leave her alone? He's like, she called me a redneck. And I was like, I mean, is that, are you really that insulted? That's the one. That's yes. The yes, one. I was. Should have been your safe word tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Take my red shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that oh was my week. Well, that, that was, was your week then. That was Monday. Yeah, that was on was Monday. That really Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. I'm looking oh. at the place right now, Old Dominion Brew House. Uh -huh. Yeah. We randomly found it one time, and it just happened. It was happy hour, and they had sushi. I'm like, what the fuck? Dive bar sushi. Oh, man. This dive bar sushi sounds like that went well for you. But I will say, I mean, they're not a dive bar, it's a brewery. Yeah, it's not, but it's unusual. It's unusual to have sushi at a brewery. Yeah, I'm looking at their clam chowder is amazing. I fucked their clam chowder up every time I go there. Also, that. Um, well, I got a I called her, I got called a racist yesterday. What'd you do? Riddle me I that. Didn't do no. I didn't do anything. That's the funny thing. Have done like, so these two older um, black women were at the corner of the bar. It was, and the thing is, it was like right towards the end of my shift. So like, I was busy trying to close out checks, but they ordered. They were like pretty high maintenance. You know, like they like snapped at me just to get them water when I'm like trying to get all these other people's drinks. <laughs> like as I'm like making other people's drinks, they're like. You know, I didn't I didn't come over them qu quickly enough to give them their water. And I was like, okay, well, what would you like? And then, they, you know, we got a, a beer and a margarita. So I give it to them. Ten minutes, not even ten minutes later, they still have at least a quarter of drink left. Now I'm trying to close out all my taps. 
So I go to the corner of these two older white gentlemen next to them. And I go, do you mind? Because I knew that they had a, they had, they had carton. So I was like, I started over there and I was going to go around the bar. And I was like, do you mind closing out? Blah, 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 this and that. And so they closed out. Then somebody else sat down as I was like getting their stuff. So mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, here's, you know, and I just went and got their stuff. I'm still looking at the two ladies and their, their drinks are still like a quarter full. So then I started going, trying to close it. And then I come back over and she goes, this one woman looks at me. She goes, where's your manager? I was like, he's probably inside somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) And then she goes, are you racist? I was like, what? I'm not. (laughs) I was like, elaborate. I'm not. And then she goes, well, you were serving all the other white customers and you didn't come and serve us. And I was like, well, I saw that your drink was still like, pretty full and she was like well those people were also full and i was like well they were waving over at me to close their time that's why i went to them but i'm here now can i get you anything else (laughs) (laughs) and the irony of it all is that the entire other side of the bar is full of like regulars who are all black folks you know and i just come from the other side of the bar and like gave them drinks and then came over to the other side to just start closing out checks and i was like but, you know, I'm racist. And in my mind, I'm like, would you like to go speak to the white manager who is also slightly racist? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely hooked him up with that. Guy. I was like, I mean, I can see him. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he would have laughed in their faces because if there is anybody at Nick's who is not racist, it would be me. <laughs> like, <laughs> You yellow neck. <laughs> so you got snapped at for water. I got hit in yeah. the face for water once. Oh my god! That was when I was working at Old Central. This girl came. But it's the same snap. people that snapped at you that accused you of being a racist. Like, <laughs> like make that make sense for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, as I told so my, triggering. I told my, I told the general manager. I was like, oh, just FYI. I was like, there might be a complaint about me. Like that I'm racist. <laughs> So I, I get a Yelp review. so I explained to her what happened and she was like, well, so did, did, did Ricky talk to them? And I was like, well, no, because I just, I felt like it would just be, it was too much of a, you know, I was like, no, I mean, it just didn't have time also. Like, I didn't know where he was. And like, at this point I'm trying to close out everybody else. And uh, she goes, yeah. And she said the exact same thing. <laughs> I just said, she goes, so you could have been like, would you like to talk to the <laughs> white manager who is slightly racist? <laughs> Because he's a redneck. Yeah, I mean he is. He's, he's, he's a redneck. You no, know, he grew up in like Bowie, Maryland. You know, part of him can't help himself. That's where he grew up. I lived in Bowie for a while. I know. How That's your problem. That's your issue. Hey, hey now. I, my mom lived on Bel Air Drive, sir. We weren't in like that old Bowie part. All right, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway. That, that was our week. How was everybody else's week? <laughs> My week was stressful, as per usual. Um, I You're a very never, busy, busy man. I'm I'm very I'm very busy. There was a press conference this week. There was something called Eggs and Issues that I was asked to speak at. Um, of course, because like I can talk about the tip credit until I'm blue in the face. I'm invited to speak at this event. And I show up in a hoodie and shorts and saying queer as fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> close. It was close. Um, 
but it was also like cut at the front. So it was like even more schlub like. And I was obviously drinking my coffee out of a pint glass and I show up to event on uh, the event and it's a room full of suits, four city councilors, former mayors, current mayor. I'm seated at a table with the current mayor and four city councilors and there is reference to like people wearing suits and like the former mayor, I'm on the panel. It's 7 a.m. and I'm drinking my coffee out of a pint glass because I have no sensory receptors left in my hands because I work in a restaurant. So I don't need a mug with a handle because um, <laughs> I drink everything out of a pint glass, right? Um, but it was a room full of suits. And of course, like as per usual, I obviously was wake and bake central and uh it was really really wild uh and it was a really stressful week uh it really all of it went well um but it's that that edging of is it gonna go well and are people gonna fucking show up and are people gonna follow through i mean admittedly with a lot of all of this tip credit organizing that val knows too well like there are people that will always show up and there are, I mean, we're hurting cats. So it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, and everyone's also fucking busy and I get it, you know, like to get 15 tipped workers behind a mic and in a presser was a success. I mean, I would have wished for, you know, a whole lot more, but I'll take what I can get and be thankful for the folks who made time to be there um but it was a stressful week y'all and these they fucking cruise ships that they are, know our these... are so messed up they bank oh. on shit they really do like they know and that the... we're all like you know remember they would do these pressers the roc and they would do it like on a saturday afternoon like knowing damn well none of us could be there to like defend everyone's working lunch yes that's yes or like you know or opening their bar at 3 p.m and they'd be right. like oh by the way we're gonna like we're meet gonna up with like everybody at 3 p.m on a saturday like, if you want to show you. up then you can yeah yeah except we're working or fuckers. remember they uh boxed us out they had a uh, presser and they mm -hmm. wouldn't even let any of us it was in. a breakfast breakfast thing. Yeah, it was a breakfast thing. Yeah, we were sitting And I there. think it was on a Saturday or something like that. Um, no, I think it was it was during the week was for it? sure. But well, like, they wouldn't let you guys in. I but they wouldn't. Who was there? It was Saru and who else? Who was like the big yeah, like headliner? Saru was there. Yeah, um, Saru was definitely there. Jumping on the table. So know, before you guys get oh, hold sorry, on, before sorry. we get to, before we get too far, the reason why we're having this conversation today is because Sarah, who works with me, is a photo DC, and she's been talking to Val because you know she can vote yes or no, so she's been asking us questions and when we tell her things she's like oh okay so she's like can we can we talk about it on the show because a lot of my friends have questions as well who are not in the restaurant industry and does do not understand so let's like sarah introduce sarah again and you know let sarah open it up to you guys for a little bit and then we can go into the shenanigans because i have okay, her till, so I, I, I have her i have her till 11 30 so okay can i do a quick like for everyone who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about really quickly yes. so the tip credit the tip credit is the difference in the prevailing minimum wage and the lower tiered wage paid to tipped workers. Uh, in DC, it is five fifth. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Five fifteen, and your prevailing minimum is fifteen sixty five. Is that right? Fifteen ten. Five thirty five sixteen ten. Got it. So. The difference between that 535 and the 1610 is what is referred to as the tip credit. 
The tip wage, again, is that lower tiered wage paid to tipped workers. Tip credit law always guarantees that when our tips and our base wage are added together, that it brings us to the prevailing minimum wage. If for any reason that doesn't happen, which is like kind of unheard of, right? Like we're talking about one, what, $150 check in an hour at your, at, with current with current tipping practices, right? So like one $50 check within the hour gets you to prevailing minimum for the most part, right? So like right. The, the idea of it happening is few and far between anyway. However, um, the, the law provides that again, should that not happen, that the employer has to make up the difference. And we have always said on our side of the argument, if our political opposition wanted to make fines stronger for those bad actors in our industry, there are bad actors in every industry, right? Like, but we also want to root those assholes out. Like they drag all of us down. So like, if there was a, if there was a push to like, make those fines stronger for those bad actors in the industry who aren't making up that difference and who aren't following the letter of the law then go after those assholes and find them up find them up the ass but to to conflate the idea that like tip credit law further allows wage theft that's not what we're talking about here because again the law provides that we are always guaranteed the highest prevailing minimum wage no matter what that said the legislation that is before DC, as well as before the city of Portland, is total tip credit elimination. So essentially, you're talking about around 170% raise for 80% of a staff for a full service restaurant over a short period of time. And we're so, all just coming out of the pandemic, too. I mean, not coming, but yes, like now we're all fully reopened. Like there's restaurants that are still reeling from the cost of that, from the loss of business. Like uh, some never made it. And then the ones that did make it, they're still feeling the effects of being shut down in 2020. Like that's, this is just going to, this is going to decimate a lot of businesses. I mean, right. Wung Chang himself, rock board member said what? Um, oh, yeah, it's going to put people, people out of jobs, but oh, well. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. people are going to lose like, their jobs. Yeah. Places are gonna I didn't hear that. Yeah, what, did he, what did he say? What did he say? You guys want clear. He, he said, was basically uh, like, it's okay. We know that people are going to lose their jobs. We acknowledge that. You know, We know that people are going to have to shut their doors. Yeah. Like, it's just collateral damage is basically what he was saying. The opposition knows that. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And, the, and so the argument then becomes like, okay, but then why are they doing this? Well, they're doing this because they're a insanely well-funded, yes. further left politically organization that is just grasping at political power. Ultimately, they've embedded themselves, unfortunately for us, um, into the DNC platform. They, you know, that that money has bought them that seat at the table for, you know, to be in the part of the DNC platform. So, you know, we find that it's, I mean, I, I think by and large, the majority of restaurant workers lean to the left politically, at least socially, right? I mean, obviously. Right. I think that goes without DC. saying. So and like, it feels where you like, are too. yeah, I mean, like, right. I mean, and so it feels areas. like we're, we're fighting with our own yeah. side and like, you know, someone said, uh, someone said back in Maine during our fight, they said, um, you know, if you folks were a group of plumbers or iron workers, we as Democrats would have your backs and we would immediately be like, yeah, okay, absolutely. We're going to, we're going to do that. But because you're not, 
well organized and because you're a different group subset of workers we're supposed to just turn our back and say that you as workers this isn't what you want um you know phil mendelson said like you know when minimum wage policy comes before dc city council you don't have a bunch of minimum wage employees standing up and speaking out and saying don't do this that we don't but want in this particular in right we don't want your raise but in this particular situation it's worker after worker after worker saying the same thing and yet somehow here we it, are again it, here we are again yes. um Right. And because so I, have a, I mean, so the opposition, they they are, again, very organized and very well funded and they have this narrative and they find these people who maybe have never worked in the industry or disgruntled from the industry or just starting in the industry and don't understand how really it works. And, you know, that's that's who they um, you know, that's how they enlist to go out there and like spread this like misinformation about how the tip system works and how our industry functions and how the business model is. And so, you know, you have all these people who are, are aren't really DC industry workers. They're, they're political operatives who they've paid to go around and walk around and say like fucking Adam Eidinger who, Oh my God, Laura, you have to see this video that, that oh, I just, he blocked me on Twitter, so I, you know. Well, so it's know. on uh, the DC News, <laughs> DC News Now, which is on um, the CW. So I was interviewed on Friday, and um, you know, and the interview was like, "This motherfucker has the nerve to say that he worked in the industry as a former restaurant employee." Fuck off! When in 1970, yeah. like in like Minnesota somewhere, like he definitely did not work in this industry. You know, not not here in DC. And like to pretend that you like somehow or one of us is is a misrepresentation at at at, at best. Yeah. You know? Okay. Like, hold on. Hold on. Can I send her back, Sarah? I we have you until a limited time, uh -huh. and yeah. we we got sidetracked, and we could talk about this until we're blue in the face. Yeah, I can tell. It's question. okay. Here's <laughs> a question. Here's a question. Sure. So um, we're very I passionate. Have, it's a. I'm glad. I'm really happy to be here because um, as you, you may or may not know I'm someone that's never worked in the service industry. So of course it makes total sense to put your fates in my hands and have me vote. That being said, um, I do wonder you did, one of you did mention something about collateral damage. Um, what is, if this got voted into effect, what is the best case and worst case scenario? If there's a best case or worst case scenario. So there are seven States in the country that don't have a tip credit presently. So those States are Minnesota, Montana, Nevada, and then the entire Pacific Coast, Alaska, Washington, Oregon, California. And in those seven states, you're already seeing, especially in places like King County, Seattle, uh, San Francisco, where there is a much higher prevailing minimum wage, you're already seeing in those places a paradigm shift towards counter service because the full service restaurant model just doesn't work at that point. I mean, the margins are just too tight. It doesn't make sense. So especially newer locations, um, they just open up counter service because the business model for full service just becomes untenable. If you do open up a full service restaurant or most full service restaurants switch over to a service charge model. So it's really important for folks to understand that tips and gratuities are not service charges. Service charges by law belong to the house. They are not property of tipped workers, unlike tips and gratuities. Mm -hmm. So you know, tip pooling and all those sorts of things, there, there are 
there are a certain subset of laws surrounding tips, but service charges specifically belong to the house. So one of our board members for Restaurant Workers of America, Simone, lives in Seattle. At her restaurant or her firmware restaurant, she uh, there is a 20% service charge on all checks. On her paycheck, she sees a line item of 10% commissions on all sales. So the other 50% of all of her service charges basically are going to the house and the house is then using them to deal with the wage situation for a full service restaurant essentially. Um, and attempting to give more, you know, again, with the margins, but most importantly, the money belongs to the house. She's a senior server. Junior servers at that same restaurant start out at 5% commissions in addition to their prevailing wage. So again, but, it, but more importantly, taking the money and, and, all of those tips and and those you know valuable monies that we all live for um taking those out of our hands and putting them in the in the business account and allowing them to give out and dole out those funds however they see fit that's so you've got counter service you've got service charges you've got automation obviously get used to seeing ipads i mean anyone who's flown in the last decade i mean you order in an ipad in a in a airport, I mean, it, it happens at all the chains on and on and on. Um, creating a glorified food runner, basically, for all of those uh, locations, obviously chains uh, predominantly. Most importantly, it cuts out, the, I mean, the first people who are going to be most in, intimately impacted are their su support staff that are gone. I mean, if if the business is already having being forced to give the people who already make the most money in the business more money they're just going to lose their support staff so i mean without my host and food runner and busser my job would not be possible i i would not be able to give the level of service that i do i mean it's just it, it's not possible um my section's also going to get larger because we're going to be more expensive so my section's going to expand i'm going to have no support staff and again the dining experience is not going to be what i would hope it to be and and i'm not going to be giving the level of service that I want to be. Right, um, so your like, quality of service goes down and then the tips go down. Or you're waiting on yourself at counter service. Right. Um, and and a, a, something that often goes missed is the idea that, again, it's not lost on anybody, that servers and bartenders make the most money in the business, right? Like er, everyone knows that. In fact, a lot of people turn down management roles because they make more money behind the bar or on the floor. That's just reality. Right. That being said, if a business is forced to give more money to the people who already make the most money in the business, how long does the prep cook, the line cook, the dishwasher have to wait to see their annual raise? Will they ever even see one? Or I mean, they might even lose their job because they can't afford to pay them anymore because they have to shift all that money to the front of the house yep. to cover that, 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 that labor expense. I mean, immediately that day bartender, excuse me, that, you know, that day bartender shift is gone that day dishwasher shift is gone people are covering that slot so the prep guy is doing both his job and now doubling down and also having to do dishes because they can't afford to pay both of those positions i mean there are just those insane unintended consequences that are that we because we're in the industry understand and realize um there's also lots of data surrounding the idea that as your base wage goes up tips go down so the bureau of labor statistics put out interesting numbers not too long ago showing that in california uh specifically tipped workers are making less than they are in dc mm. with that higher prevailing minimum wage and that was so, years ago like we had those and, and, it, and it's continued it, it's continued to go on exactly yeah. right 
And again, we all know this. And so, I mean, Michael Lynn out of Cornell, um, the foremost professor on all things tipping in our country at Cornell, um, he has said that as tip credits diminish, at, so do tips. Customers tip the 20% and the and the higher standards, the 25s and the 30s, because they know we make a low wage, quite frankly, and allows us to be the commission-based salespeople that we consider ourselves to be. But it's just the reality that customers tip less when they know you're already making a prevailing wage. We've seen this data out of all of these seven states. Mm -hmm. uh, shy of Alaska, Alaska is some weird anomaly where like everyone just tips like, wild no one knows either it's way like, um it's some like weird anomaly that like doesn't there. fit the trend but nonetheless yeah like if so if you look at census bureau data and bureau of labor statistics and and all of these resources outside of policy shops i mean like you know MESEP and epi and all of these you know think tank policy shops essentially i mean the data is really there and we keep again preaching this and and talking about it and saying that you know, the math doesn't make sense. But the reality is, is that like, the opposition is made is is allowed and, and given the ability to make the emotional case for the economical argument, right? We're talking about math and facts, and data and reality, and like what we know our industry to be and the and how customers behave. You know, we, we know all of these things, yet it's the outside influencers, it's the interlopers in DC, it's the interlopers in Portland, it's the interlopers anywhere they go that fail to garner local support um, and that pay their folks to be there. And yet, you know, it's us who are showing up to rally and protest and do all of these things unpaid on our mornings off and, and you know, Again, but they make the emotional case for the economical argument. So like we have attempted to take back that power, right? By being workers and saying, listen to us, we're the workers, listen to us, we're the workers. We know what we're talking about. Please just listen to the workers. Um, and it, and so it's uh, it's because we know all these unintended consequences that that's why we fight. On the topic okay. of unintended consequences, and I think you touched on this already with back at house staff and outside forces, I don't remember the name of the article, but there was an article in the Washington Post and there was an opinion piece on going yes on 82 because it would supposedly help back of house staff. To what extent is that statement true or not true and why? It's categorically false. I mean, like, I mean, just if the numbers don't lie, you know, I mean, if you're if if businesses have to wait, what you say, um, Joshua, what's the percentage of increase? A hundred and something percent. Increase. You're talking about like a. I, I mean, I'd have to. Like maybe two hundred percent increase. It's like seventy percent Yeah, it's like seventy percent increase for eighty percent of a restaurant staff. Right. So like all in front of the house, you're 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 now taking that that um you have to increase your labor costs to to push towards the front of the house staff, there is nothing left to go to the back of the house. No. Not. So I mean, how is that money? How, how are you going to be able to pay the back of that? How is it going to be equitable? The only way that it's going to be equitable is that like the front of the house just makes less money, you know? So, and, 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 and the, and the business essentially will put a 20% service charge on all checks. The guests feel as though that is the gratuity 
they don't leave extra. That's just reality. It's also super not customer friendly because they're like, how dare you tell me how much I'm going to leave for money? I, I, but nonetheless, I mean, service charges aren't, aren't guest friendly, but when they're industry wide in a city like DC, it's just the norm, right? So like, it just becomes accepted. But the reality that like they're in order to give any raises, to the back of the house, they're going to have to start to take out of those tips, tip monies, basically that what, or what would be the service charge by putting it, by putting their hands on the service charge and utilizing that model to, again, to just rob Peter to pay Paul essentially. Right. And so then, you know, this, 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 this fallacy of like that 20% gratuity or service charge going to that employee that just, made your drink or serve you your burger or like you brought you your water, like that's not going all to us. We don't make all that 20% anymore. Now that goes, that's easily distributed. That's going to be distributed throughout the entire establishment. And like what Michael had just said earlier, you know, that service charges are considered revenue and therefore they're taxed. So then they, you know, they have to use that to pay for those extra taxes because now it's considered revenue. Also, there are a lot of establishments where they're, their rent is based partially on their revenue. So now there's that increase in revenue. So then their, their, their rent goes up. So there are a lot of other expenses. So people who I have a friend and their who, payroll tax also goes up. It, right. I mean, yep. It's all, it's all rolled. Yeah. It's all tied in together. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, I had this argument with one of my friends who's like, Oh, well-meaning, like, you know, bleeding heart Democrat. And he was like, I'd gladly pay a 20% service charge so that you guys can make, a living wage. I was like, "Fuck off with your twenty percent service yeah. charge." Like, I'm not gonna make right. a living wage from that. Wage from that. Like, I don't get that. I don't. I won't be getting all that money. Like, I mean, at the be- end of the day, and, it, and taking- it's also. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's also that that twenty percent is more than what you're gonna see on the increase on your tab, right? There's gonna be a significant increase on your base cost of goods just to make up yeah. that difference because of the added taxes on the payroll tax. And the the, the, and the sales tax coming into it, all of it, like you, you can't make up with that with the twenty percent by itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, so I, I... just some quick math, if I may. So sure. some people who actually do this for a living and run a business and actually look at a P and L who have done the math. So in Maine, just to kind of compartmentalize, we would be going from six fifty to eighteen in three years. Uh, that is a 170% raise over the course of those three years. And for each 10 employees that are working 30 hours a week, it's an increase of 180,000 per year. So 180,000 for the first year, 360, 540. So over, I mean, and that again is for 10 employees working 30 hours. That's not a huge restaurant by any stretch. So like the, the menu prices that you're already going to see followed by the service charge that is then being put on on every guest check people, there's not going to be more funds for people to, to dine out. I mean, I mean, it's, it is wild what we're talking about. And the, and the bigger reality that like to do this in such a weird, like, city-based situation, right? So we're talking about DC, we're talking about the city of Portland. Like it it would be, it's one thing to even talk about statewide. Like the statewide implications to me is like, one place could handle it, one place can't. Like for example, and again, it always puts us in the position of like in in Portland, it's an $18 an hour minimum wage ballot referendum. 
which if it was just 18 and they left the tip wage out of it, I would gladly support. I, I think the city of Portland could absolutely handle 18, but not in this way. And so, and again, not with like the input of, of tipped workers uh, being recognized for saying that we don't want this. Um, so that's, that's but, a thing. Why, like, hold on. Like, if it is for the workers, why haven't they talked to the workers? I mean, because, you know, they have their own workers. Because they know better. Yeah, they know better than we do. I don't. I don't I mean, even know how to say it. It's a political grab for they them. They told us how to uh, like how we do our own jobs and stuff. They'd belittle us. I mean, the 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 rhetoric coming from the other side was insulting as fuck. They were so incredibly rude. They gaslit us. They doxed us. Remember, they mm -hmm. um, I had people calling my restaurant, uh, the bar that I work at, making complaints about me. Um, that had nothing Leaving to do negative with the bar. reviews online. Yes, yeah, had yeah. nothing yeah. to do with the bar. They had nothing to do with it, but they just they found out where I worked and they were like, "Yeah, your bartender is like a horrible fucking person." It was just. Like, I mean, they did that to me. They did that to several. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are, but still. You know, I'm going to come over there. Hence, why we're so passionate, Sarah, work. because we've been burned by these assholes so many times, mm -hmm. and we're and just it, we're yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even work in the service industry. And uh, when it was initiative 77, is that right? Yeah, yeah I was yep. on the fence about how I was going to vote. And I won't say who, but there were some uh, supporters that were giving me shit because I was going to restaurants and supporting restaurants that were no on 77. And I'm thinking, that's, that's not fair. You, Marcus. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the that that is that is their mo. Like they yeah. were so aggressive and so. Um, just uh, um, what's the word? They're like, assholes. Like they're just yeah, assholes. They're just absolute assholes. Like they they like they, they were dirty. so vicious and like yeah. just you know I mean we're all sitting there we're just a bunch of bartenders and servers yeah. who are like trying to preserve our jobs and our it's livelihoods and like they were like for left too and yeah. i remember they were insulting a dc council member for not being able to speak quote unquote proper english yeah because he's so supported racist. us he's so he's okay, fucking racist i don't know how it remember hasn't been that? brought up by anybody yet talk about the most racist and racist and offensive situation that happened in that whole uncle frank. fight uncle yes. Frank. 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 So we were, there was a uh, debate in the city of DC at Black Cat. No, that wasn't the Black Cat. No, no, no. Uh, the was, I think it was Midlands. It was Midlands. Midlands. Oh, that Midlands. was the Midlands one. Yeah. 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 So there is a debate between one fair wage slash well, restaurant it was Rock opportunity at the time. center. It was Rock, Rock at the time. time, right? So restaurant opportunity center, mm -hmm. um, which feel free to Google because the bad press there is astounding. Well, oh, it's yeah. reality, right? Well, that's, be why tried, that's why they tried to separate themselves from one one fair wage. Tried to because they, separate they, they, themselves. Was, they were they were yeah. actually wage thefting their own employees. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but they you know, they're, a, they're, they're uh, one in the same. Yeah. They are one in the same. They're one. In the, they're the same organization. So, nonetheless, yeah. so they. Um, what was I saying? Sorry, about, Uncle, about, Uncle Frank. About, about Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Midlands. Midlands. So picture it, Sicily, nineteen twelve. So you've got <laughs> pro, you've got pro tip credit elimination, rock assholes on one side, and then you've got one of them was like tripping. lifelong bartenders and uh, and and DC workers <laughs> on the other side, and Frank Mills who opened up uh, Roy Boy's Chicken and Shaw and other locations. Shout out to Frank. So he was he was at um, at the time he was at Jack Rose. He was a bartender at Jack Rose. So, bartender Frank and Jessica Winter Martin, who was a rock 
board member at the time impersonated a slave voice and i i wish i could remember the exact quote i have the video like something, of course. It was like something out of uncle tom's yeah, something she was to like, the yeah, like wow. but every time yeah so i remember every, what she said she said we continuously time, have to tell black people how oh, to no, no, that, but no but that's not them. but that's not when no, no, no. she so she, that's she, not she, what said, she was talking to i don't even want to do the voice yeah i know like, can don't i not do the voice i'll just say okay thank you i'll just say what she said she said every time uh there's always somebody there's excuse me there's always a black man who will when trying to be helped will say well no massa treats me well etc cetera, yes. etc cetera. Yes. and and essentially yeah. just called him an uncle tom in live debate at yeah. the midlands and the and entire she- crowd was like what, what? just happened like I everyone feel like was just she felt because she was, she was a black woman that she could do that you know that was um, wild. So, and then, wait, so it's so funny because, because he's pro tip credit he's immediately an uncle tom like what are we even talking about and the so race baiting that they use on their side is it's unfortunate it's astounding it's, it's also it, really it's a offensive. Lot of it's offensive it's wildly one person. Dylan, go ahead. I, I would say it also points a lot to like their perspective on doing this stuff and not recognizing that like DC is a major city, but like the restaurant community is pretty small. Like there's a Are lot you? of overlap, a yeah, lot of people know each other. It's predominantly like, independent contractors. Or not independent contractors, but, but, like, but independent businesses. I think at the it's, time it's like, of 77, it was 96%, right? Something yeah, like yeah. Right. independently owned restaurants and bars. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, like everybody knows each other, and so to like attack somebody who's actually in the industry to that also level, someone who is very like, well known and where the right, yeah. right? Like, we're all friends with this guy. Like, yeah. I love Frank. Like, what, like, what is this? It's like six degrees of separation. Right. I'm always, like, you know, of course. So that that debate was like, six degrees uh, of pushing it. Right, right, yeah, and it's like yeah. this is what it is. So that debate was what got me involved because um, someone who will not be named because Sarah, you know her. Um, so she actually tried to the day that day she tried to recruit me for the other side, and I didn't understand what she was talking about, right? Because I didn't understand the dynamics yet. This was very early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember like I was watching the thing and I was like, and she, so she came into my bar and she was like, but Val, you know, I mean, don't you feel like, I mean, you, you like have to like basically whore yourself out to like make tips. And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. I was like, I make How tips. offensive is that language to compare yeah. the women right. of the industry? That women have to, to sell themselves for tips. Yeah. Otherwise, we don't get tips. Right. And we I was like, whores behind the bar, or else we don't get any money. Right. And I was like, I was like, I don't do that. I was like, I make money because I engage my I engage with anybody at the bar and they know that I know what I'm doing and I make them good drinks. And then they like they tip me well. And then so because I I I you know shot that down right away and she's like yeah, but don't you feel like, you know, as a person of color that you get tipped less? And I was like, no. So she, I like, went, she tried the woman angle, then she yeah. tried the woman of and color. And then she was angle. like, well, I mean, don't you feel like, you know, then she, I like I shot that down and then she said something else about like, I mean, look at you right now. Like you're barely making any money because it was a day I worked a day shift. And she's like, I mean, should you don't you feel like you should be making more money? And I was like, 
yeah, but yesterday I made seven hundred dollars, so I'm okay with like, you know, I'm like okay with like not making that much money today. So then that night I watched the thing, I watched the video or that day, and I was like, so first that after her comment with with uh to Frank, then she said, um, oftentimes black people and people of color will always fight against measures that are meant to be in their best interest. Yes, she knows better. And then she goes, but we're here now to help you. Why are we doing a shot? Did I do something wrong? No, we're doing it just because fuck. Dylan asked to do a shot. Okay. Yeah. So it's time. Yeah, I've I've been looking at my shot for like the past 20 minutes. (laughs) I was like, I I want to refill it. I got to do it. So there's There's Uncle Frank. Frank. Oh, I love that guy. Right, Frank. I've met him. Of course He's you awesome. do. Of course you have. Everybody exactly. loves Uncle Frank. Who does, what is not to love? Look at that beautiful <laughs> so stuff. I feel bad because, like, I don't when I, oh. I call him Uncle Frank, but not because I reference that. It's because there was what. Oh, look, there's me. <laughs> they, told look us, they, they, they told us to look angry, and oh, I was like, right. I was like, oh, but cool. my face is already angry. If is like, he still at Roy Boys? No, this was it. No. This was it. Cork. Oh, okay. they said don't smile, and I was like, "But my face will be very angry if I don't smile." <laughs> <laughs> yellow neck. Yes. I was like, I "You're have, yellow neck." I have like resting bitch face. You'd like, be a lot prettier. I can't smile more. <laughs> so <Nice>. Valerie, <laughs> Valerie touched on this, um, and she's actually answered this question for me. But I'd like to open up to everyone else. Um, there is the argument that from the people that are yes for eighty two saying that this will increase wage equality, especially for women and people of color. To what extent is that true or not true? And why? Okay, may I? Okay. Oh, no, I, no, white, white guy. Not the Asian I, Okay, yeah. What? <laughs> well, fuck, dude. No, really? no, I want to know. No, no, no. I want to no, provide some background. I just want to provide yes. some background really quickly. So, like, there, there are statistics that we that are real that we that we need to face and and that are part of our reality, right? So, like, there is a large segment of our workforce that are in fact reliant on government assistance to some degree. Okay, what, whether that's health, whether that's rent, whatever, whatever subsidies are, there are there are certainly folks in our industry that that fall into that category of, of needing assistance in, in whatever way. I would like to give some preface as to the background of how terrible and shitty our fucking system is, okay? So I, I uh, went to a uh, workers uh, nonprofit organization, the Workers Center of uh, Flushing, I believe, or the Workers Center, it was in Flushing. Um, Flushing workers New York. Center, yeah, right in down, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't flushing it was flushing worker center either way worker center that represented um chinese predominantly and uh uh esl um latin folk where a a broader a broader categorization of latin folk however the asian folks that were participatory were predominantly chinese nonetheless lots of them worked in chinatown these women waited until the very end of the day to testify and they testified because they were so pissed off about the uh, argument that Val made uh, 
reference to that the the comparison to sex workers right and that these women are because for them culturally it was wildly offensive that these mm-hmm. people were saying that these chinese women would sell themselves at work for more tips and they were so wildly offensive they signed up wickedly and bless their hearts they had to wait until the very end of the day to give their testimony um when there's no one else in the room except for the board of of labor department of labor but outside talking to the leader of that organization and she is an industry she's an industry worker right so the system is so fucking jacked that let's say anybody is receiving a thousand dollars worth of subsidies from the government. Let's say that's rent and 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 uh, health and and whatever whatever it is, food stamps, whatever that conglomeration is. It's a thousand dollars worth of subsidies that they receive in in whatever form. Let's just let's just say that. If one of those tipped workers are asked to pick up an extra shift at work, they have to know to the dollar what they're going to make that month. Because let's say they picked up an extra shift or two, right? And they make like $50 more than they said in the documentation that they sent off to receive all these subsidies through whatever state or federal, whatever it is, right? So they are capped as to what they can earn for that month in order to qualify for those subsidies. Now, if that worker earns $5 more than they are supposed to, the government doesn't say, okay, so here's nine ninety-five. They say, no, we're taking it all. And so if the government, the, the system is so fucking jacked to keep poor people poor. And and yes, there is a huge subset of, of the restaurant workforce who does in fact receive subsidies. Yes, that's true. But we also welcome folks back to work within their flexibility and their 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 free time and their availability that they can get daycare and that they can get one or two shifts a week. And we work them back in after, you know, they went, they went out with uh, maternity care, whatever that is. Like there's always the ability for a part-time restaurant worker who wants to work like three lunches a week. There's always going to be that market. Like there's, Mm -hmm. it's going to be there. You want to work three lunches a week. Cool. Perfect. We'll fit you in. Right. And so, but because of that, we also pay the price of a lot of workers receiving subsidies. And again, I would argue that the fucking system is jacked. And again, if these, 100%. if our political opposition wanted to fight to fix the fucking system, I would stand right there with them as a proud Democrat and fight that fight. But like, you want to eliminate a lot of those subsidies, get this universal health care, right? Please, yeah, right? please, for the love of God, so I will stand right there with you. Than exactly. Doing. Yes. Yes. Right. But that, they it, don't and, care about that. They're caring about using no. us as like political chess pieces. They want, they want this entire industry under their thumb. They see this as a source of great money. Like they just that's that's all it is at the end of the day. We are political purchasing power. Um, this this leader of the the worker organization. Um, she specifically said that she felt as though this policy and the elimination of the tip credit would drive folks further into the shadows who were already kind of there anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and then again, back to the loss of support staff, right? Like a huge swath of the support staff in any major city, in any restaurant industry is going to be you know, a lot of ESL folks who are bus people, food runners, you know, who are filling those bar back positions. 
they're ESL and they're the most vulnerable amongst us and they're going to be the first to lose their jobs. Yes. And yet the, they easiest do, the to, opposition to doesn't eliminate. care. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so um, it's for the this, work, this woman felt as though it was going to push those vulnerable folks further into the shadows. Is that okay, how, and again I can't I can't take credit for what she said, but that's how that's how she felt as a as a right. nonprofit leader. Dylan, go ahead. Sure. And, and I'll say like uh, also to that exact point, I've recently started a second job as like an AmeriCorps algebra teacher at uh, Cardozo High School. And uh, they do block schedules. So on my A days, I actually work with the International Academy. So I'm working with these students who are like, you know, getting dropped off on these buses coming from Texas and Florida. And they're like, we got to put these kids into school. So I get them in these classes. And like, love working with these kids super yeah it's pretty motivated, cool like super driven like they just want to learn they want to like do better learn like, as much as they better, can yeah. do better right. yeah 100 percent. and like awesome. a lot of times these are the kids who end up being our our support staff in the restaurant as like a an entry to the workforce right they mm -hmm. start off as a bus boy or like a food runner or something like that and they work their way up and like we we have a couple where i'm working now uh, a couple of kids that are like 19, 20 now who have been, you know, food runners and busters and like takeout guys for us forever who are now like, you know, we're starting to train them on the bar. We're starting to train them as servers. And That's like, awesome. They're starting, they're starting taking classes at UDC because they have the money to pay for it and do that. And like, that's, Great. That's part of what that is, that entry right. level job to get you into that, to put you in the position where they can, they can keep working for us and still be in school and still work towards their degree. Yes. So we lose that with you can make great money. Right. And like the and flexibility. And that's like one money. of the things that hi Michael. Yeah. What's up, sir? What is up? Is Michael, weird. introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Sir. Hey, I am Michael Richmond. I know all these crazy hats from Initiative 77. I used to be the GM of um Rose's Luxury, Pineapple and Pearls. I worked with Fabio. Um, and opened up Riggs Hotel before the pandemic. So I had that shirt. It's a great yeah. shirt. It's a great what do you do shirt. now, Michael? Uh, I work for um, a software revenue management for restaurants. So I do like nice. um, implementation, help people run their P&Ls, um, a lot of back of off office paperwork nice. stuff. Hey, Frank, can you send me that link to in the, in the private yeah, chat yeah. here? Uh, I got Frank Mill, uh, the Frank Mills yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's the like... Um, shortened clip of that. Right, so but, he can't he can't pull it off of the chat. You just send it to his. Um, send it well, to his Facebook, Facebook or Facebook. something. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Um, All right, so Michael, we have Sarah here. Sarah is a voter in DC. Mm -hmm. Never worked in the restaurant industry, so she came to me and wanted to learn more about the whole eighty-two thing. Mm -hmm. And her time um, is limited. And knowing yeah, that, right, right, right. and knowing that Michael, your your knowledge is numbers based, and you create mm -hmm. amazing graphics and amazing oh, things. Amazing. Do you also have a lead question for Sarah? Do you have a lead question for Michael as far as like anything numbers based or or math based that we talked about earlier, or that? Um, I think the only question I may have is, and I guess it's a question that I asked earlier, but I'm putting it in a number sense. Mm -hmm. What are the potential gains and or losses in voting yes on eighty two? So I think the thing to think about. Um, is that in reality, nobody actually knows. Um, 
And the reason that is, is because the, all of the states that don't have tip credits have removed it like 20, 30 years ago. So the last actually, place was Minnesota in, yeah, 80, there, in the 80s. There's oh, actually yeah. there's actually, there's actually no. And that this is like, I think, one of the big lies that they don't tell is that there actually isn't a successful like go from no tip credit to full tip credit and what are the ramifications Talk and that's why i think right and that's why i think where you have someone who's supposed to be like for the people if they're going full tilt there's no like going back from that you can't just be like oh how we were wrong like my bad um and right, there's, yeah, no, there's, no, any, there's right? no nuance yeah. there but in reality if you want to see what would restaurants do when they have an all of a sudden increase on capital and um like uh what is it like operating Payroll expenses tax and operate yeah 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 if you, if you want to it. see what happens to a restaurant when they are constrained on operating expenses look at every single restaurant and what they did after the pandemic immediately yeah. what they did was they downgraded all their staff i was running a hotel i was the i was the um food runner yeah. i was doing in-room dining and i was doing um i was the front desk i was a host right so when you as the general about, manager, as right? yeah, as as the GM, the the assistant F and B director, and then soon to be food and beverage director, what will happen is labor is your biggest expense. They will start to downgrade labor, um, and and when you think about what's happening with restaurants, if I opened up a restaurant right now, in full faith, I have a laws that are set out to be able to pay my employees, to be able to have servers, to have to have bartenders, and what they get paid. Like you I know, what your costs wrong. will be. I didn't do anything wrong. I set up my model based on that. I sent the business proposal, and and they looked at it. I got the finances from the bank. I got all my investors to go in. I ran the numbers. I did a pro forma for for the entire year. Right. I based my entire. This is what I'm doing with restaurants on this model. And you're I basically telling my home. Yeah, you're you're telling yeah. every single restaurant that has done that and and said, actually, you just have to change your entire model. I can open up a restaurant for you right now with no tips. I could do that. I can open up a restaurant for you and run it right now with tips. They will be two completely different restaurants. Mm -hmm. If you, whatever you want to cook, that's fine. The food would be the same, but the service model, the amount of staff you have, how you bring guests their food, it, it will be different because that's it has two different ramifications. Um, and when you're looking at an industry where, and this is the other thing, restaurants don't make a lot of money, right? A $4 million restaurant is like a good restaurant. That's where like restaurants are having like decent money, but they're still getting 3%, 5% That's what people don't at the understand. end of the day. They think we're sitting on all these mounds at of the, cash. Like at we're at the end of the day. And, and so Michael, industry, what would you say? Industry, is like, industry standard right now, hovers like, around 4% or something. Yeah, like, like what that. is yeah. like the, yeah. the, 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 the average like, um, let's say for DC, pro, like a, a, what is a profit margin? Like what is it right now? If, okay, so it, it's like, I think one in seven are going to make it to open, right? And mm -hmm. from there, maybe like three in 10 make it to their first, through their like first year. You don't start to really see a profit until like five years in. Now you could yeah. like, like I worked for a restaurant that opened up and we got best new restaurant in the United States and it was like easy mode because we had full, like we were like, you know, we were full every single day. We only made like, I mean, we didn't make that much money, right? And that that's the craziest part is that we were busy every single day. The idea that it takes $4 million to make like, you know, $30,000 net profit after everybody's paid. That's crazy, so right? Nuts. That's insane. What is it Wild. like? Is that seven to ten percent? Like it's like it's good, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's, and, and, and ten percent is fantastic. And and, yeah. and, and that's where <laughs> you'll see that really this is fun. why like people who like are 
lawyers or people who've like been successful in tech when they're like, yo, let's open up a restaurant. It'd be super cool. And then they realize, <laughs> and then they realize like, holy shit, I'm 80% profit margin on my tech company and then i'm seven percent or three percent profit margin on my on my restaurant that's wild and i think that's where i like find i i get not upset or yes upset i get upset where because it's they don't care about whether the restaurant succeeds or not right it, because you have to understand we're all kind of a, 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 like assimilated into the restaurant's health and if you hurt the restaurant and the restaurant becomes unprofitable or less profitable, you're actually hurting the people. Yes. Bigger restaurants, busier restaurants, hire and employ more people. If you make it harder for them to distribute that wage, then that's going to hurt the amount of people that they can employ. And the idea that these guys are just running around being like, well, you know, I think, wait, you asked a question earlier. It was um, like it helps the bottom, like it helps more people in like that are in um uh, monetary vulnerable. yeah vul monetary vulnerabilities this is a there's no barrier to entry in a restaurant if right. you if you went to jail if you didn't go to high school if you if you like had a fucked up life you can have a great welcome. career in a restaurant <laughs> welcome yeah we love uh -oh. the bottom of society Michael, you're frozen <laughs> actually while he's frozen i'm gonna play the uncle frank video go for it right. okay these are for the people who are struggling. Very, very progressive city that DC is. There is female bosses. There's female owners. There are female head bartenders. There are female head servers. There are female head chefs. There are females that are cocktail queens and are beasts, and we respect them more than anybody else. Yeah, Frankie. Always have been and always will be black people, people of color who will fight against things that we're trying to serve them. I mean, what does that have anything to do? Oh, on the back, on the back end of somebody. I mean, just, just, just a good old Malcolm X has spoken on this many a time. Every time he got something to say, they always find somebody else who can come right up in there and say, well, no, sir, I don't see racism. So that doesn't oh, so that person are we paying attention look look i will never allow anybody to victim blame and you are starting to do exactly that and at the end there it is you see and then i'm sorry for misquoting same, that was the gist of what it, i got this, i apologize yes, in this same conversation oh, she also that was when she also compared female bartender a uh, female tipped employees to sex workers. And that's when my head exploded. And I was like, I don't know what I need to do. I know nothing about politics, but please put me into this game. Yeah. I was like, please let me do something. Can I make a point that I, I, I'm so glad that my high brain came back to it because so I was posed, I was posed this question during a press conference the other day. And like, it, it is important for us to know, right? Okay, because we've all been fucking called scabs and bootlickers and you name it, we've been called it, right? Oh, yeah. It is not, obviously, reporter. it is not lost on us that in this weird niche part of wage law that both the owner and the worker want to keep by definition and at face value our wages lower like i we mm -hmm. it's not lost on us right like but at, at, if you don't know anything about this issue you think that i'm fighting for less money now yeah, the counter to that would be the counter to that would be like owners. exactly what phil mendelson said as i brought up earlier like in this situation, you have a bunch of workers standing up and saying, no, we don't want your raise. Fucking keep it, shove it, whatever. And so, like, 
it, it, yes, it is, it is not lost on us that at the end of the day, we and the, you know, the restaurant industry at large and, and owners specifically, and moreover, Republicans, because they support a lower minimum wage at the end of the day, and that's the reason that they're on our side, right? So like, I agree with every Republican on this issue, yet I fight with people in my own party and I'm, I'm trying to speak up as a worker and yet you just continue to ignore me. But at the end of the day, we do realize that people are going to call us bootlickers and scabs and every name you can think of as far as, you know, paid actors, having holding orders, paid actors, yeah. being forced into having this position by our owners and management. And it's just, it's so far from the truth. And the reality, but the reality is that like, yes, at the end of the day, in this weird niche wage an hour law, the owners and the workers both want to keep our specific wages low. Now, would you not as a, just a general person say, oh, well, that there's got to be something to that. Why, why are these workers saying that I should maybe open my fucking ears and talk to them and be like, well, then why are you saying that? And they would hear our arguments and because we know the unintended consequences and on and on and on and on and on. But, you know, ask your tipped workers, like, why do you support it? Because we understand the unintended consequences. But like, yes, at the end of the day, you know, owners are fighting because of their P&Ls. We're fighting because it's our livelihoods. Yes, we're all on the same page. And, and yes, that may seem weird from an outside perspective, it benefits the entire community, the industry in different ways. And most importantly, it compared to service charges and tips, it keeps more money in the hands of workers and more allows more monies from the restaurant to be diverted, to give bigger raises to the people in the back of the house. On yeah. the topic to of paid more oh. money, right? Like, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, my question was on the topic of asking workers for their opinions on an initiative that's going to affect them the most. Are there any open debates coming up that me and other prospective voters can attend before November? I, I, I'm not aware of anything at the moment because I don't feel like they want to, they really want to I'd be, fly in for that. No, they're trying to keep uh, voters in the dark. They they use the line tips on top. Oh, would they not? But has anyone called minimum for wage plus tips on top? Why don't we call would for? Why don't we call for one for for the vote? right here right what? now? There's call one on the twenty sixth, Andrew. Where on the twenty sixth? Yes, the twenty. Okay. On this particular issue, is it by invite only, Andrew? Yeah, but who who on the Phyllis on said. the anti seven uh, anti eighty two side is going to be debating? It's typically, um, what is it, R R M A? Is it uh, Ram W? Yeah, Ram yeah. W is like usually in the know about the stuff like that. All right, so I pulled yeah. some off your drive. This is a uh, Wong. No, I haven't Wong heard anything. House. Well, no, but so let me let me be, but let me. But that probably isn't a debate though. Like I got invited to a thing that was the that was led by the uh, Chamber of Commerce. I am clearly no owner, and I showed up looking like a schlub, and I was very very fish out of water. But like, it's probably, that's probably a room of friendlies, but I would gladly debate any of these assholes any day of the week, 110%. I mean, we showed it in that debate that, that um, uh, Marcus showed, but like, I would gladly sit across the stage with Dylan and Valerie and Laura Pakulki and 
any on any number of amazing tipped workers in in DC and debate them openly any day. Um, right, so, so I got the clear way of Rock if you're listening. They're not. They're not they're 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 they ain't listening. Please. So, so here's Wong at uh, the Black Hat. Whatever. Well, well, picture what's going to happen to the industry, then Rock probably I do think there's going to be some pressure. Ah, goddamn it! It won't play. Never mind. Try it again. But he did say, like, I. He was I, like, I know that like, people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah, a lot happen. of people are going to lose their jobs. But oh well. Whoops. Yeah. Um. So. I just I I want to try and go back to just to reiterate. I know that we talked a little bit about you'd asked about these states that had elimination that don't have the tip credit. Yeah, I want to just make it very clear that most of those places, like Michael said, like most of those most of those states either never have the tip credit, or it's like California. What it took them fifty like 40, 50 years to eliminate the tip credit. Right. Like, and like, so if you're talking about out. a state, right? If you're talking about a state that went from whatever it was 40 years ago in Minnesota, what was it, probably four and a quarter or what the fuck ever it was, who knows. But so in the 80s in Minnesota to go from four and a quarter incrementally over the last X number of years, 40 years, decades for, everyone to, decades for everyone to get paid that. In, and again, the state is going up incrementally the entire time. Everyone in the entire state is going up at the same time. In these instances, we're talking about doing it in three years in a here city. In five years. Yeah, here in D.C., it's five and years. And it would be the first place east of the Mississippi. And, of course, obviously, the first place that Rock or uh, One Fair Wage had ever been successful. So there are a number of states that have eliminated, excuse me, that have increased their minimum wages over the course of the last five or six years. And in those states like New Mexico, uh, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, um, uh, Missouri, uh, the list goes, uh, Virginia, Maryland, DC, all of these states have increased their minimum wages while leaving the tip credit and the tip wage in place intact where, wherever their respective location. And these are locations with democratic uh, full control in that they have the House, the Senate, and the gubernatorial position, and yet they're still leaving the tip credit in place because the tip credit is not a partisan issue. It's common sense, pragmatic legislation, and it's most importantly what the we the workers want. Right. And, and, and also be. it comes down to what like the real law is. Like if you increase the base, the minimum wage as it is, like that that increases our floor already. We don't right. need to get rid of the tip credit for that. Right. Right. Because we, we are, are already we are already guaranteed <sighs> the minimum wage at like, bare minimum, the minimum wage. I think that's right. the, the most important thing you need to share. Like, oh, you're not making any money on a lunch shift. It's like, yeah, but I made seven hundred dollars the night before. It's like, well, I, even if you so, made no I, money the night before, you still have that fail safe that you're still going to make the bare minimum wage, which is now sixteen dollars an hour. Like you're going to get your money no matter what. Right. Even and like right. nobody no and tips. nobody nobody. I can honestly say in the 27 years that I've been in this industry, I have not had one employer ever. who's ever had to implement the tip credit. Not I, let alone I haven't had. I don't know anybody in the industry ever. Like I've never heard of maybe, it. Because so, again, okay, so maybe like a barback or a maybe or maybe not the barback. So maybe like sure. a food, a food sure. runner or maybe like on a like on during like, you know, in February when like. Right. 
it's so slow that there's like no business and like you have to implement that to credit, you know? I mean, maybe, so maybe. I, I have had to receive checks from my employer to make up the difference. Okay. But Here I was are. working literally one shift a week. Um, and it was a, uh, like a Sunday brunch shift in like oh. October and, uh, sorry, like late July and August. Right. Which is also slow. Which time is like vacation day. season in DC. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I get, I'd get a check and the check was for like $3 and 96 cents. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, oh, oh, is it, may I ask DC is tied to minimum wage as a percentage, correct? So as e- even let alone, you're always yeah. going to be guaranteed that yeah. prevailing minimum, yeah. but as as the minimum wage were to go up, you also your wage would go up because it's sixty six percent. The tip minimum is one third of the full. Right. Minimum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the tip credit is sixty six percent. Tip wage is thirty three percent. So even as you know, even if you were go- yeah. as to go right. to eighteen, you'd go to six. Right. 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 So something I also want to um you know to for Sarah for you for your friends who um might be wondering. So one of the things that is really frustrating for me as a tipped employee is that um you know there is nothing in the legislation that guarantees that we would make any of that any any service charge, right? So they're saying they just want to eliminate the tip credit, but there is absolutely nothing that guarantees they keep saying tips employees on or, top. Yeah, That's like true. they're saying tips that on tips on top. What does that mean? So what does it mean? Mean? So tip, hey, tips hey, on hey. top? Sorry, tips on top is interesting because what's the average or what's like the median wage right now for tips workers in California? Right, sixteen and change, sixteen forty-eight or something like that. What's their minimum wage? Exactly. Right, I want to so, say it's 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 around twelve, so thirteen. In idea, bigger cities, it's higher. Yeah. Right. The idea is that you, whatever your base wage is, fifteen dollars an hour, that you'll still get your tips on top. But we see that if the median wage for a tipped worker is sixteen something, and their minimum wage is fifteen something, that's a dollar an hour. That's a dollar an hour of tips. What is it, this? Is I made this. This is great. Um, but <laughs> it is um, phenomenal. It's one of my favorites. You know what? Another one is the other the idea. Like in DC, what's the average tipped median tip credit workers' wage, and what's the Higher. the tip credit? Right. So the difference between the tip credit and what their their median wage is 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 always greater. Um, so the idea tips on tops exists is even in the states that they've removed the tip credit, it doesn't exist. The, the data doesn't show that they should be making fifteen dollars. They should be making thirty dollars an hour easy, right? If they're doing tips right. on top all in exactly. California, but we oh, see wow. the models sliding. Right. And I think that's something if you're like, how do I show my friends like this conversation I had be like, OK, if the average wage for a bartender in California is eighteen dollars, but they're starting at 15, that means they're getting three dollars an hour in tips. Um, and that's where Meanwhile, it's like in D.C., which which but which which ROC has never reconciled. They don't like have a reasoning behind that and like why that is. They never explain that away, much to the fact that they don't really explain away anything. All they tell you is like, oh, it's it's you know, you're you're a sex worker, it's tied to slavery, you know, this is you know the other thing that's crazy is restaurant operators, owners and managers like myself, we're all pieces of shit. We steal from our employees, we don't care about you. We're all, also millionaires. We're, we all we're all scumbags. We all have multiple yachts. We're all scumbags, and we're we're trying to fuck you out of your money every single day. So what do they want to do? They want to give it into a service charge, so that way I get your money now. 
Right. Yeah. So now you're giving them we're money. We're so evil. Like all the control. Of your money. so evil, but now so, you're going to take complete control of all my fucking right. money too. Like, are you kidding me? Like argumentatively, that just that doesn't even. That makes money. absolutely no sense. Like, I, if it's if something is dedicated designated as a gratuity, I can't touch it as a as an operator. It goes on a different line. It has to go somewhere. If even if it's cash, there's some states that like cash is only held, you know, dealt with with by employees. Um, right. But for if you're gonna do it, call it a service charge. That's that goes by sales tax. That's revenue into the restaurant. That goes to my bottom line. I can distribute that how I want if I want. You know, I don't even really have to. Some states will say that you do, but you know, it, autograts. It, autograt isn't a voluntary gratuity from you to pay your employee. That still comes to me too. That goes by. So the idea that it would, you know, it would all go to me, but I'm the scumbag. I'm the one that's stealing it. I'm you know, I'm the shyster. Yeah, right. if you're that if just, I'm the scumbag, why are you gonna give me the right? Why are you gonna give me the keys? Complete control of my wages to the scumbag fucking owners. Are you yeah. like what? Yeah. So something I also want to make sure that is very clear. So um, I know that a lot of people who, um, who maybe haven't worked in the industry very long or want or just want to be um, just want to use this false narrative. There's so I was interviewed by um, uh, what is it? DC News Now on friday and there was this piece it was it was aired on um on the cw and one of the people that they interviewed was um adam eidinger who is like a multi-millionaire a number one he also claims two residences yeah, one of them in maryland one of them in dc and he lives primarily in maryland so he is he is absolutely misrepresenting himself he also claimed that he was a restaurant worker which he definitely has not been in the past 20 years here in dc um one of the things that he said to the reporter that the reporter reiterated is that part of the reason why this would be cheers yeah fucking shot time yeah for no reason <laughs> so one of the things that one of the one of the um oh nice one of the um arguments that he was giving for and it, again this goes to how how they they exploit crisis marcus take this off the because this is not they relevant. mess with like hot so they they, they like yes they they, they trigger people's emotions with hot button right. issues so racism, one of the things sexism. so one of the things that he mentioned was that the reason why um proponents of 82 feel very strongly about increasing the minimum uh, the, the the eliminating to credit is that so when if there is a time that pandemic happens again something similar to pandemic that people have to um rely on unemployment again then their unemployment would be based on the on minimum the wage and not the tip credit which is a fucking lie that's a lie yeah. like we all have to claim our I made the maximum unemployment when we were all out of business. Right. Like, so like to say that we were only making $5 that, that they hour. were that, so that they were basing our unemployment on our our um tipped wage is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. You know, like everybody that I knew was making the maximum amount maximum. in DC that they could possibly make, which was 444 a month. I mean a week, which is dog shit to begin with. So nobody could obviously live off of 444 a week. Nobody can. But like 
that's what we were that's what the majority of the people were making that i knew who were in the industry because it was based on our wages that we made the tips minimum wage plus our wages that we by law have to claim and that we are taxed on and so this is another another um narrative that they are using that are they are trying to say that people that the 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 um establishments weren't tipping the uh, that they weren't paying employees a full the full amount for unemployment because they were basing it on the tip minimum wage which is shit you know there is so Dylan remember we went to that um we went to that rally right like in in 2021 in February 2021 when they were having this rally out there and there yeah, was this woman yes there was this yeah. woman who was a college student Josh, you remember this she was a yeah. college student she worked in the industry for two months Whoa. and she was yelling and screaming about her horrible employee employer who refused to pay unemployment for her because she wasn't making the the full like amount of unemployment and i was like is she is she is she stupid like does she not understand i mean in all fairness i didn't understand how the employment unemployment worked because i never had to never claim had unemployment to. That was right the first time i ever had to do that in my right. life but like I found yeah. out with Googling and asking questions that like my unemployment was based matter. on the last quarter of mm -hmm. how much money I made, not just from my current employee uh, and my current employer, but all of my employers that I'd had in the past quarter. Five, it, ours, ours in the state of Maine was measured on the last five quarters. All of my coworkers <laughs> who were tipped workers and, and literally every tipped worker that I knew was maxing out on unemployment right. unless they were like a super part-time employee like so, and and that's no, going right. to be oh, how it is so anyway no matter where what industry was arguing and screaming about how her employer was not you know giving do you not remember this like that that she was like and they don't they don't want to pay me how selfish are they blah, 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 blah. and then a person okay. that is not named that is not going to be named got on and said yes can you imagine these these employers who are taking advantage of blah, 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 and all this stuff. I mean, and I was like, do are they, they really do not understand how unemployment works. They love to no, they are, are, no, more importantly, they know they're lying. They're yeah, so, unabashedly so they, lying. They know like, it and they, and they get away with it. And they're so, not. Yes. Yes. So, the, so hold on. Wait. So like, yes, the, the, the people who work for rock and one for wage, Absolutely, they know that they're lying, but the unsuspecting new employees who they don't understand right how shit works, it. they just yeah. fall victim to all of that, and they they feel like they are being taken advantage of because partly they are entitled, and they well, feel that they are entitled to all this fucking shit mm -hmm. that they did not work for. Yeah. Like you worked in two months, two months, you'd never been in the industry before, you'd also never been in the workforce before because you were a sophomore in college. And then you're mad that you're not making unemployment, but they are exploiting that narrative and starting to push that narrative out to everybody else that these, you know, horrible employers and restaurants and, and um, bar owners were not paying that giving their, their employees proper unemployment. Mm -hmm. 
You know, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of shit that they do. They do. And, they to, be, and to be clear, there are some some very small percentage of owners, operators who are scumbags. And yes. like, absolutely, get them out of the should, industry. They, should be, they yeah. should be prosecuted to the fullest extent. They should be called out for it. They should be dealt with. Yeah. The, cra- the crazy thing yeah. about this is, yes. in, when we talk about like bad actors, if I have a rat crawl out of my garbage, right? The neighbor's going to call and I'll have Abra show up at the restaurant and be like, hey, we, we heard you guys have rats. Like, what's up with that? Your like, your liquor license is now in jeopardy. Right. right? You, I can go to an A&C meeting because there's too much noise. But if I have an employee complain to me that, like, complain to, to the city that, like, hey, this guy's stealing wages from me. Apparently, we can't do anything. Right. So we therefore need this new law. Like, the idea that, like, we can't enforce anything is is just is like one of the stupidest arguments i've ever heard yeah they're always like oh it's not enforceable i'm like really everything the fuck else is enforceable right so let's like let's put the onus on somebody else right like so we fought in 2018 against this measure we i mean all of us every single one of us here we all sat like well five of us we all we were all look mm-hmm. at laura <laughs> so this is why like they lied the whole... my, so hold on <laughs> so so hold on I couldn't, I so couldn't stand it. they so ooh, ooh. he testified during yes, a 16 God. and a half long hours were there for... it, well, we i was there for 20 hours yeah, yeah we were right? there for a long so, time 16 and a half hour hearing it was probably one of the longest hearings in dc history, history. um we ours in maine was outside of gay marriage right so we as workers and industry folk i mean upwards of 150 strong maybe even more i think it was like of two. all of us who you know there are 253 people who were scheduled to yeah. to testify that day i stayed there for 20 years 20 years 20 hours, 20 <laughs> hours I was there. It felt like 20 it years. It felt like 20 years. <laughs> 20 hours I was there day. in this windowless place. Yes. For like, I felt like I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there were so many of us. There were, Marcus, do you have the other picture? There were like 12 of the other people. Well, other so people. let's like, no, let, let's give some premise so, here. Let's give some even firmer, further premise though. Okay. The people that are speaking up on that side, you know, we've heard time and time again, I don't work in the industry, but I have a lot of friends that do. Right. I don't, they I don't people work in, in the from industry. California to testify. They couldn't I, even find actual workers in DC. Yeah. They brought people who also don't work in the industry to right. testify. Like, what right. the fuck? All what over New York, they flew and bust people in. The whole time. So look at us. Yeah. So this was at the end of the, this was at 3.30 in the morning yes. when mm-hmm. the uh, the chairman who was right in the middle, he hit the gavel down. There Val, were, who's that chairman what, though? He's my bae. Yeah. Oh, there were 50 of us at least, at least who were still there at four o'clock in the morning, which is yes. crazy. Yes. Um, now I've forgotten my my point that I was trying to say. Well, that we were there the whole damn time, like and nobody else does that. And why the hell? We're a little echoey. Can we repair? Uh, that? Yeah, what you guys do? I didn't do anything. We haven't touched it's, anything. It's one of you two. Somebody did something. We literally haven't touched anything. I don't think anyone touched anything. It's better now. Oh, it's better, better now. Oh, Laura. Um. So, my point being is that we we made our voices known, right? Like we we yeah. sat there we testified 
um, they had very few people who were actually testifying, you know, and few, few people at all who actually were look, look at Laura's face. <laughs> That's my boy, Dave. Dave and I worked together at El Centro. So there were very few of them on the other side who, who were there to testify. What they did was they, 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 you know, they pulled in people from California, from who, who the fuck else? Where? Are nobody from here. Yeah, it's from LA. It was I, mostly all from California. Almost yeah, everybody I, was coming from California. I debated a guy from California at the Word Three um, Democratic nomination for council member, and the dude got up there. And he's like, basically asked. We had two tip workers. One of them was Mexican. He was Mexican. So it was definitely we had to like show racially because that was always a big thing. We were so white. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And he was like, he was like, oh, do you have insurance? Because I have insurance. Are you part of a union? Because I'm part of a union. And at the end of it, when I got up to speak, um, who was the main lady on ROC side? Not Saru, the other one. Like her like sec first general. Hey, Diana Ramirez. Yeah, Diana, Diana Ramirez. Ramirez. Oh. She got up there and she said to me, she's like, because at the end of the day, looks me in the eye she's like you wouldn't hire somebody like me and i was Why? like i was like damn dude that's fucked up because like my the racial makeup of my current restaurant is like three and a half percent so that's male. what they had <laughs> so those yeah. are the people that they, yeah, they had brought, like a guy in from like amish country. hold on so the guy down at the bottom is dia who is a valet driver mm -hmm. yes parker um the guy um with the beard yes. in the in the uh second row up for fourth in from the left or second in from the right he was just like some political activist yeah he like he, he testified with remember me remember the girl on the bottom left that Mendelssohn went into uh, her? she mm -hmm. did not live she didn't here even in she doesn't even live here she does though. now apparently yeah. or did at yeah. the time but she was uh running up like, roc the bay area she was like right. the president of yeah. ROC bay area and Mendelssohn was like Hey, I thought you said you live in DC because it looks like you uh, you are live in San Francisco. You, yeah, you live in San Francisco, <laughs> darling. Like, where are you? Like, what are you um, about? the woman who is wait, go back caught her in to a the, lie the, right the, in the middle of my testimony. The non the the this pro seventy seven people. So there's that one woman who who worked the the so top row third in from the left. She worked for a catering company. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even a tipped employee. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, that guy on the left, like right next to her, he was not a tipped employee either. Like these people were not tipped employees. And those are the people that they had to testify versus and that graphic that Michael had made with all of us. Those are strictly tipped yeah. employees. That's not, that through, wasn't even that was went, all of us. Were I all, went through the entire clips to pull like who was a tip worker. Like I went like person by person but actually right. I, have a, I have a question for sarah yeah yeah um so i've talked to a lot of people about this um i've had people call me a liar when i talk about numbers i've actually had closed door meetings where i've opened up the books and showed them the pnls and said hey this is this is our like operating expense this is how much money we actually make this is like what everything costs and yeah. at the end of it it's like okay you're right but like Still, I can't. But still, I yeah, but can't. Still, but, I can't. These so, so but these poor workers. So the poor The thing, the thing I want to ask you is, like, what is like the thing? What is like the like thing that's sitting in the back of your head that doesn't like flip the switch and be like, oh yeah, this thing is like so fucked up. Like, 
these guys, like I've worked in the restaurant industry for 20 years. I started as a tip worker. I went to school for psychology, did nothing with that. And I worked my way up to, <laughs> to GM food and beverage director. And did it, plenty was with psychology. it was, it was said before 100%, the biggest barrier to entry for me to get a server to become on the management side was they never wanted to take the pay cut. It was 100% the reason I couldn't get any of my servers or bartenders mm -hmm. to take management positions. They said, I don't, I can't afford to be a manager. Um, and the thing that I guess I, I, I ask a question for you is like, what do you think, what is like the hangup? Like, what is, is it, what is it? Like, I, I, that's the thing I'm always like so curious about. The hangup in terms of not becoming a manager or. No, no, no. Yeah. The hangup for you to be like, oh yeah. And, so right, to and clarify, like Sarah is a hundred percent with us. It's her, oh, like okay. she, she has friends who. Well, even um, maybe then. are so questioning who are yeah. maybe on the fence, right? Mm -hmm. and so I would say the main arguments coming from the yes on aid two side that a lot of my friends are leaning yes on or are like unquestionable on are one, the notion or the belief that the eliminating the tip wage would mean equal wage for everyone and it would benefit people of color and females. Yeah, I know. And I then know, the second line being that other states have implemented this, therefore, why can't we? And based on what you've explained to me time and time again, no, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Right. And I, I want to like reiterate that, you know, to say to the, that, that narrative that women and people of color are making less money and making less tips than our white counterparts um, is so insulting. It's so offensive. Yeah. That like for anyone to think that that's the reason why they should they should vote yes on 82, then they should really question their own um, um, mindset about about racial issues and and equality between men and women, because that's not the case. Like it might. And, you know, what to what Joshua had pointed out earlier, that is like that may be the case in other places. That is not the case. That is not the case here in DC. DC is such like, a progressive city. It's unreal. Right. I, I'll, and like, I'll go I ahead mean, and say it. White savior complex. Thank yeah. you. Yes. You know yes. damn well who the hell is yeah. saying this shit. Yep. Yep. You know damn well who's saying this shit. Oh, white uh, and, knights uh, and Right, armor. but unfortunately, uh, it is also it also includes the most racist of them all. But it also includes a very wealthy people of color. You know, it's yeah. not just the white people. It's not just white people who are trying to save us. Yeah, it's the sure. wealthy people of color who believe that they know better than all of us because Can we I... are dumb. We are ignorant. We are sad and pathetic, and we are being taken advantage of mm -hmm. by our rich, by our overlords. Like, you know, billionaire uh, um, well, owners and operators. You know, and it's, like, it's and, that and, antiquated and, assumption that we work at restaurants because we don't have the skills or the education. Right. Well, some concepts right? in that screenshot, essentially. It's that assumption that's all over the place, and it's, just, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, so, what are you going to do with your life after you're done with restaurants? Right. right. <laughs> right. And like, and for me, like, you know, I, you know, I was a teacher for a long time. I have a master's degree from Johns Hopkins University in special education. I chose this industry because I made more money, but also I had more freedom in my life. Like the quality of life that I have is better as a bartender than I was when I was teaching. Fuck. I was like, 
literally, I spent eight hours a day running around the city doing therapy. And then I'd come home three more hours of writing reports. I don't want to fucking do that anymore. And I made less money than I do now, you know? So like, don't tell me that I don't know better about what I'm doing with my life. It's so insulting. And this is what made me come into this fight because I was like, you're so offensive to me as a woman, as a person of color, you're offending me. So stop it. You know, like that's what really made me mad. And that's what, made me join this fight. And that's why I keep fighting because ultimately I believe that elimination of tip credit is detrimental to this industry. It hurts the very workers that it purports to help at yeah. the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, yeah. and, and to your point, like, you know, the people that are pushing back on you, the, the friends that you have that are, that are pro 82 or, or were pro 87, whichever the case may be, the reality that like they're, they think that they're doing the altruistic thing by helping the workers, but again, not recognizing that this, again, hurts the exact workers that it purports to help at the end of the day, over and over and over again, from support staff to those who are ESL, to those who are most vulnerable in our industry, to those uh, folks of color in our industry. I mean, and, and back to the idea that like, you know, people become owners by starting out in our industry with, you know, as a busser. Hey, I started off as a dishwasher busser and I opened a restaurant by the time I was 33 and owned it. Not to quote, not, I despise Danny Meyer with every fiber of my being. <laughs> However, uh, he said something that is very true in that uh, with a heart for hospitality and a good work ethic, you can make an incredible go of it in the restaurant industry. And that's exactly right. I mean, I've been um, a very successful chef in this Danny industry. Meyer so, though, he eliminated the tip credit, and then what? All right, you guys need to get. Put it the fuck back on. on oh yeah, take get him out. It's not sustainable. It's just not a fucking well. sustainable. Right. Mind our technical sound issues. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what else are you hearing outside of that argument? Um, nothing. Well, not nothing. It's just, I think the main ones are just people are, I think white savior complex is the best way to describe it. Whoever yeah. said that earlier, but also just the concept of, oh, like, why wouldn't you want this? This will make things easier for everyone in the industry. And this is coming from people who don't work in the industry. Yeah. So exactly. exactly. That's the thing. So here's another thing that I want, like Sarah, for you, if you come across these um, arguments and, or, or discussions and you want to like um, present it to other people, is that, for me, and I feel like for a lot of people who I know and who I work with and who are my friends in this industry, that in my opinion, I feel like um, the issue of choice is like the main thing. Like people should be, uh, the, 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 the decision to make it, to, yeah. to use the tip credit, <laughs> to not use the tip credit, to implement a, a service charge, to not implement a service charge, that should be a choice top. for for all establishments. You know, the, the, some the places. Ability... Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Well, I guess the fucking shot is, is like, I guess, you know, No, I, I mean. Um, so for every place, like every 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 establishment should have the 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 option. To employ it or not employ it, to use it, it to exists already, or right? Right. There, that, it, that option it, already it, exists. Yeah. And, and the option already exists. Work wherever you want to work. 
if any business, if mm-hmm. any restaurant owner wants to open up their business, mm-hmm. there's one asshole here in town who thinks that they're amazing and at the end of the day they're serving fucking charcuterie and their overhead is insanely low and they have one kitchen employee serving stale fucking cheese and fucking you know forcing people to eat like an andalusian farmer in the 1920s but (laughs) that said you're gonna that's how i feel about it um that's how i feel about it um but but that said they have they're they're employing that business model right now, right? So they're saying that they're paying all of their employees full prevailing minimum wage. That ability for though any business to do that exists already, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. no paradigm. You know, workers are not fighting mm-hmm. to get in there. They have uh, they have we can do uh, whatever we want. Work they have Craigslist ads just like everybody else. For there's, any there's, model, no one want. is fighting to get into that business model because they get tips on top. It, it, it's oh. it's a fallacy, and so like, th- and that's one place here in town. You would think that we as workers would be busting at the fucking seams to get in there, right? You get a full prevailing minimum wage and twenty percent, and because it's not reality. Yes, and exactly. so. But but the point is that, that that business model and that ability to use that business model already exists for mm-hmm. any employer. So if you wanted to make that shift in the in the industry, go for it. Yeah, do encourage it. Yeah. encourage no you know you. restaurants on your do block it. to do the same thing. No one is stopping you. Or like but for you like know what? that the numbers don't fucking work. Right. So like yeah. you what I mean, you just about that. Well, so like what my to what Michael was saying earlier, mm-hmm. like if he were to if he were to want to open an establishment today, he can do that. He can open that establishment with no tip credit, paying everybody minimum wage or above minimum wage and like implementing a, a 20 percent, 22% service charge. Fine. Right, and you that would be part that. of his pro forma, and that's what mm-hmm. all of his financing yep. would be based on. Exactly, hundred percent. But well, like, I guess, so, I guess, oh, go ahead, keep going. So, so, but sure. my point being is that um, <laughs> establishments should have that option to do that. Also, employees should have the option to work whether or not want. whether or not they want to be working at a at a you know a place where they don't employ the tip credit where they transparency, get where, transparency right there should be transparency yeah. and where you know they if if someone wants a more consistent secure base minimum wage and they know they're going to make 18 let's say even like above minimum wage 18 dollars an hour yeah. 20 dollars an hour plus maybe 10 percent. you know ultimately they're taking home Ten percent of that of that service charge. Some people really want that security, and they should be allowed to do that. And, and I should be allowed thing, to choose whether or not I want to work at that place or another place where they employ the tip credit, and I have a little more control over how much I'm making. Right, right. I'm how much take home I'm making. Yeah. Also, the consumer should have the choice. As to whether or not, you know, because there are a lot of, you know, especially during 77, there were like all these things about like what you were saying, Sarah, that, you know, some people were like giving you a hard time because you were like supporting these places that uh, that supported the tip credit, that employed the tip credit. But like consumers, of course, they should have the they should have the freedom to um, to support places where they feel, you know, if they patronize what you want to patronize. Fine. You can do that. But like, we should all have a choice because ultimately each, like one specific model 
doesn't work for you know what's wild to me is they're place. taking the choice out of our hands and it's going into the hands of a lot of people that are completely uninformed about how our industry works sounds what, familiar right and <laughs> what other fucking industry do you vote on how people get paid the there's whole none. general population yeah. there's none. how the yeah. fuck is this yeah. in everybody's hands other well, than our hands the workers yeah no one should be able to vote on initiative 82 but the fucking workers right so like what nobody well, especially fuck. since the pandemic right like right. The, the way the landscape oh, has no. changed since the pandemic like it's not like we're struggling to find jobs as restaurants right. right it's like a smorgasbord people right are now, desperate for you a restaurant but like you have the perfect situation for this yes. wage issue to play itself out in a competitive market. Yes. Right. Like right. if you ever wanted to work for that it, top it, it, dollar restaurant, now's your chance. Go for happened. it. Like if you were ever like, let it happen. At, like you can't, you right. like a work. Yeah. Right. Go where you want to go. It is, it is um, like, open where, doors where everywhere right now. And work where you want to work. So, and like the thing is, is that there are a lot of people who are like, well, there are a lot of establishments right now that are already employing the tip credit. I mean, to employing the 22. The 20 20 22 percent service and charge and like business models can go for it that way, right? right yeah and then to touch but also touch. a lot of those a lot of those places a are still employing the tip credit and they just choose to give that service charge completely to the tip credit the tip workers right so they that's their choice they're able to do that mm-hmm. but can because, we say but because they still have that tip credit and they're still um paying their tipped employees that 535 an hour so they can they can give that all to 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 the tipped employees however once that elimination of the tip credit is got like is implemented now they're gonna have to take that money and cover that increase, that 175% increase in labor costs for the front of the house and they're gonna use that to cover those expenses and you so bet. that 20% We're not is that. no longer going to the front of the house and, and by definition everybody and by definition the employer could rightly say to the government or whoever is enforcing whatever entity that may be that yes those monies are going back to workers that yeah. 20% is in fact going back to workers it's going to subsidize their wage mm-hmm. right yep. it's going right. to it so takes in, in all one the control another, out of our hands it is exactly right exactly mm-hmm. right. right everything out of our hands all into the hands of our evil employers now so that's and, so horrible and, and so let, let, it's also important to note that the same people who demonize tipping and tipping culture and the fact that tipping is based in uh, racism and sexism and sexual harassment and all of their boilerplate language, right? Like they demonize tipping so vehemently, yet they proudly tote the phrase tips on top. So which one is it? The reality is that we all know on our side that at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is eliminate tips altogether. That is your end end goal. So So Rujaya Moran, the head of Rod, the head of one said, I want to get rid of tips. said, Said in a press conference in Minnesota, quote, getting rid of the tip credit is the first step to getting no tips at all. Yep. We all know that. Like you can't. But but they speak out of both sides of their mouths on yes. every single fucking issue. So they're like, yeah, lives. yeah, yeah, tips on top. But the reality is that they're like, okay, one thing at a time. We're going to do away with the wage first, and then we're actually just going to do away the tips. Just get rid of like tip that because at the end of the, at the end of the day, 
they they hate tips. They they want nothing. But why do they ha- why do they hate tips? So why do they, why why are they doing Say this? It. Say <laughs> it. Say it. They, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. So um, you, I said, why are they trying? Why do they want to get rid of the tip okay. show? Ben? So I know this is like a super left thing about unions, but you can't unionize an entire industry if they're making better than union wages. Right. And that's what the fuck they want to do. We are a cash cow industry for them. They want and control the over the, the day, entire restaurant industry. They're looking at political purchasing power and fucking money. This has yes. nothing more to do than. This is not about helping the workers. This is about lining their pockets and using political purchasing power. I fucking said it. Yeah. At the Fuck end of the day, a rock, rock in the SEIU. Motherfuckers. The rock in the SEIU did a uh, Instagram did live just the other day. Their ultimate end goal also is to to forcibly unionize the the restaurant yes. industry. Yes, now yes. let me be let me be super clear. Forcibly. As a as a as a proud Democrat. I am pro labor. I understand the need for labor. I get it. I, I understand the need for unions in, in, in our country. I get it. I, I, I understand the need for it. But the first disclaimer yes. for unions is yes. that yes. pay for performance is a full stop, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't matter if you're like faster on the factory yes. line than the guy down the, the way from you. Everyone gets paid the same wage. Everyone is on equal playing field. There is no pay for performance. Waiting tables. It is in our entire fucking job description. Is pay for performance like that's our entire page. fucking job? Has, it, has anybody You're worked a in a union? Has anybody worked in a union I restaurant? I have not. No. I have. I, I work for the MGM. So it, I have too. And the thing about unions is the one of the major tenets about unions is you can't have management doing an hourly. Right. You job. can't touch. You can't touch shit. I can't touch shit. Let them fail. Let them fuck mm-hmm. up. Destroy yep. your product. You yep. can't touch so it. I, I've had two really bad incidents. One was I had a guest in the middle of the dining room throw up on the middle of the floor, and I couldn't do anything about it because that was part of the um, cleaning crew, part of their union job. Yeah. So I had to call yeah. down to get them to come up to come clean it up, and well, it took all them the like shit on the floor twenty minutes to do that. I had another one where I had a um, a server in the middle of a Saturday rush slip and fall. And she went down. She cut herself open and she had to go down for the night. So her entire section was abandoned. And I'm not allowed. If I go and touch any of her tables or do any of that work, right. it's a grievance against me. And I'm you fucked. can get written up. You can get fired. I can get grievance. I can get fired. I can get sued. So I have to literally watch the whole dining room go down in a blaze of glory. You can't do a fucking thing about can't it. can't do a thing about it. If, if the hostess isn't at the host inn and you walk up, and you say, hey, can we get a table for two? Uh, yeah, one second. No. The hostess will be right back. Well, can't you just no, you teach us at that table right there? I actually can't. Um, let me just wait for the ho- – like it, the uh, unions – and like wow. Josh said, unions were great when unions – when for what they are great for. Hospitality is not in the DNA of a union operations. Nah, it just nah. doesn't – like that portion of it just doesn't really work. It doesn't and work. It doesn't work it, at all. It sucks. Right. It, anybody who's and, ever and, worked and, in a union restaurant knows – that it's that shit that makes it like really, really bad. So the quality and of service is not gone, gonna, bro. Mm-hmm. There's gone. No and they're not going to chase you down for you dues out of your tips, but they right. can take it out of your inflated hourly wage very easily. All right, guys. I mean, uh, Sarah has to get out of here. She has one Sarah, more thank question. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm also moving to my charger because it got critically <laughs> low. <laughs> so Sarah, um, we're, Sarah's a daywalker, so. 
I am. I do have to wake up early tomorrow. And she's been but... an hour. She's been here an hour longer than she needed to be. So she's let's all gem. thank her for her <laughs> help tonight. Because yeah, in reality, my... like her being here, it's like this is our opportunity to talk to the people. In a sense, like. Yeah, thank you all for having me. My last question is uh, for those of us who want to stay informed and get ready to vote in November. What are the resources that you would recommend that Marcus could hopefully feature on this uh, show? That's a good so question. Is there no one? Uh, so there's a, uh, a campaign of sorts. What is it? No on initiative 82, no initiative 82. They something had a like no that. to initiative 77. I don't know if they've, I haven't even checked the website. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I know but Ram, I mean, I think probably has something going on though. R-A-M-W. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the unfortunate position is that like, ultimately, you know, um, the people that have the resources to fight this essentially are folks like Ram W um uh but I'll, i think there is a ballot question committee or a ballot initiative committee or whatever the heck it's called in dc and i think it's no on initiative 82 or something yeah. like that mm -hmm. um started by chef jeff i think and and oh, somebody so else okay. mm -hmm. um all right so we'll find this there we'll get some of the information i'll get it out to you and i'll get it out to everybody else uh okay, andrew yeah. there you go andrew says no on 82 is the committee yeah no on 82 is no on 82 is the committee so that's um I'm sure there's no 182.com.org.net. Yeah. Well, let me look it up. Okay. Um and then other than that, I balance on the board of Restaurant Workers of America. Um Restaurant Workers of America is fighting obviously both locations, both Portland and DC's tip credit elimination with my initiative here and, and Val's initiative there. Um so restaurant workers of America.org. Um I'm at Mr. Tip Credit okay. on Twitter. Yes. Um, but other than that, like resources, like there is a good amount of resources there on that is. website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a good amount of resources on that website specifically that shows some data um, and some some background for a lot of folks that are ignorant to this topic or just Joshua, not knowledgeable Joshua, what's at all. Your what's your website, Joshua? Restaurantworkersofamerica.org. RWA. Yeah. Okay. RWA yeah. Restaurant Workers of America. Yeah. RWA? RWA. Well, RWA doesn't work. We didn't need to do RWA. Because that's a romantic writer's association, if you will. <laughs> really, is it? That's it, it really is. It really is. I think they stole our uh, I feel like that's who it was. The romantic writer. We're talking about how we find um, um, resources on Initiative 82. Like, how do you, um, you know, like if voters want more information, especially from our side, where will they look? And I mean, and this is a pretty no good resource, what Marcus has up right now. And they're also yeah, talking I mean, about maybe looking up RWA. Yeah. Have you our video yet, Marcus? Um, what video? I was gonna uh, go. To, I was gonna go down there. Hmm. So, <laughs> my turn. <laughs> my turn, Val. All right. So there was a there was a video that was put out. Um, I don't know, a few weeks a week ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, about um, initiative eighty two and why we as workers don't support it. Okay. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 
Initiative 82 is not a pay raise. It is, in fact, a pay cut. Majority of our wages are made through tips. $16.10 an hour is nowhere near the potential of what we are able to make. The customer is going to pay more money. The employees are going to make less money. It's going to cause prices to go up. It's going to cause hours to go down. Positions will be eliminated. We don't want this. We need your help. Do not be fooled by the special interest groups. Listen to the workers in D.C. Vote no on Initiative 82. Vote no. Ooh. Yeah, girl. <laughs> you guys got Ross in there. Yeah, right and shit. Beefcake. <laughs> Baby beefcake. Ross, what's up? No, he's a grown-ass man now. He know he's not a star back anymore. He's a grown-ass bartender. All right, this uh, day walker has to go to sleep now, but thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate somebody from the out from the outside world coming in. Yeah, definitely <laughs> have you on again mind. anytime. Yes, thank you so uh, much. All right, good night. Be well, Sarah. Good night. Um, yeah, Dylan was supposed to be on there. Also, Jamie was supposed to be on there. <laughs> I I was, there was one where I was like, on for a guys, second. Just say no. <laughs> so Jamie was like, Jamie may or may not have been a little bit, um, have he <laughs> may have dropped a few um, curse words. Imagine oh, wow. So he, he did a Laura. He was like, fuck that shit. And no. Is it like his testimony at the hearing? Yeah. Where he's like, drop the mic. Thanks for scooping me in mid midstream there. Yeah, that. that was like one of the most epic fucking hearings. Alrighty, so since we got rid of the daywalker, let's do a shot and then we'll give you some TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm about to go break the seal. So let's do the shot. You got to poop? Your camera's right here, Laura. Oh, I know, right? I'm like, cheers. <laughs> cheers. But I'm going for you, Val. I'm not cheersing my camera. Cheers. I'm cheersing you. Bye. Um, Don't worry about that guy, Marcus, yeah. over there. Yeah, shut up. So that was good. So, that was good. It was good for yeah, people absolutely. to see. And Michael, like, I, I appreciate you coming on yeah. right now because you know you have like all the data. You long time have... listener, first time guest. Like, thank you guys. <laughs> wow. that would be Valerie Torres's fault. That's not my fault. <laughs> That's her fault. She's the love worker. you. I miss you. I haven't seen you. Literally, haven't laid eyes I on know. you like in person, probably in like three years. No, probably. two years since pandemic. Because I did mm -hmm. go in the rigs one time. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> Michael, are you gonna whip right. up some fun graphics for eighty two? Do you have Do you have time as a day walker? I don't know. It's like I got to get on my like ADD shit, and then like I you get like down these rabbit holes. <laughs> I know. How about this, Michael? Fucking do it. Yeah, he did. I can just fucking do it. Also, he's on Twitter. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How about this? How about you just take your old take your old ones and just change seventy seven to eighty? So here's the other thing. Like, if you look at any rock shit, like rule number one, check the footnotes because they will. They have to footnote it. Most of the so when we were back in the 77 when we were doing all that, a lot of their data was from like 2016, 2018. Like it was also it was they were so they were footnoting themselves. Guys, yeah, right? Like yeah. what's their source? Us. So they, <laughs> they did they did what's a um information? So the, yeah, one of the oh, things okay, they did cool. that like I figured out was they did a poll of like all of their members, they're like tip worker members. And one of the questions was, have you ever been and this is like sensitive, but they were like, Have you ever been sexually assaulted? Um, and then it was like 6% said yes in a rest in, in a restaurant. And they used that to say like, like, all X, of all like, people, yeah, all like of six in, six in a hundred. And like, then they like splashed it around and they, they interviewed like 52 people that were from their own group. And right. it was like, yeah. 
and they 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 were like this if we do this this will lower the it, and it it's just such a convoluted twisted web that it, it that it only takes maybe 20 minutes to just look through it and be like wait a minute hold There's on some bullshit. Like, this yeah. is fuck this is this doesn't make sense like something's not right here you know and the flawed data set yeah, and yeah, unfortunately, so like much. people don't like the majority of the well, the people who aren't involved, like, people mm -hmm. like us who are invested, they're not invested in your shit. Why are they right. no research? Read the headline, the end. Yeah, read the headline. That's it. Most no. people don't even read. Oh, oh, yes, right. All right. Um. So I'm a chef. And anytime I was been at shut up, bitch. Anytime I've been asked to go to a table. I usually defend my servers to the T. Sometimes I outsmart the, the customer and make them talk shit about themselves. Mm -hmm. So this is a TikTok sorta in that same vein. What's the matter with you? No, nothing. Oh, nothing. Bridget, are you sad about oh, the Oh, I queen love too? this guy. Wait, are you seeing a picture? Did you see a picture? No, no it's, I but I know exactly who it is. I know exactly who it is. Hold on, let's Hold on, let's talk See this program? What? I want to kick its this, ass. Marcus? You know what, Marcus? This this is garbage. I literally, I literally watched this one this morning. Hold up, So sometimes this thing doesn't want to load up because social media. Mm. Oh, it's because we dropped the S and F bomb too many times. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll keep talking, and I'll try to add it on later. Sorry. I'll bring it. Back. Okay. We're getting, like, yeah, this guy is great. He, this guy's great because he does all these restaurant scenarios, and we're all like, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. he is yeah. awesome. Dude, the, his name is like, on Instagram and everywhere. That's like another right. crazy thing. Is like we could su I could suss out like who's who's legit and who's not. Like we know, yeah. like we all have that like weird hundred yard stare. We've all like you know every single one of us has like every single one of us has like that Sunday brunch where we did like a shit ton of people and like two bartenders didn't show up moment yes. and like like yeah. everyone yeah. has had that and all of us have been in that's how we like share that restaurants are such a weird thing because we're not like I blue know, collar right? we're not blue collar we're not white collar we're like kind of in the middle we like work yeah. hard but we're not like putting together like automobiles and shit like right. that yeah like, right but yeah, I don't know. Like, we we're, also we're, like we're suck, we also we're party and we do drugs and we drink a lot and you know a <laughs> lot of us you know what? don't no you know. i don't our parents are watching that but that's where we don't get like about? ain't nobody watching at one o'clock in the morning mom are you kidding me, man? My dad stays up late, bro. But your dad already knows. But your dad already knows you're degenerate. My dad actually went out drinking with my mom. They're divorced, but they went out drinking today. They had themselves not. They just. My dad's moving in a couple weeks, so like he needed a system of support. He has like nobody to talk to. He's talking to his ex-wife, which is again they've been divorced like since I was born. They're just friends now. None of that weird shit. But like they had a they had a nice night out together. I was like, wow, I'm actually glad I didn't join you guys. Cause they were like, like, hey, you want to wake up and join us at 11 a.m.? I was like, fuck mm -hmm. no, I don't. <laughs> I just went to bed. No, I don't. Always next to a location. Oh, you know why they met up in the first place? Because my mom wants firewood, and my dad is like firewood master. And my dad's like, yeah, I know all the best places to get firewood. And my mom's like, yeah, I want some firewood. Can we go get some? Hey, Laura, you want to go haul firewood at 11 a.m.? I'm like, no. <laughs> Are you fucking out of your mind? No, but I love you guys. And I'm like, actually, I'm glad Get that, that you, I, you 
Like, mm-hmm. we had a really nice dinner together. I was like, good for you guys. Good for you guys. But then they got I'm all night. Go, then gonna they gonna got drunk. This, uh... And my mom was like, okay. My yeah. mom was like, damn, uh, did your dad get home safe? I was like, yep, I can see his ADD alarm just got off. Like, you know, like it, I can <laughs> yeah. tell when it's your parents getting back together again. <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> <laughs> no. That'd be, that'd be weird to me. I prefer them divorce. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been divorced since I was five. That'd be so oh, fucking weird. Go. Here we go. Oh, but then oh. there's no. Oh. Get home. Safely, I was like, "Yes, I can see that he he." There's no sound marker. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep trap I keep tabs on my parents. They're old. <laughs> I watch what they're doing. Um. Anyway, is there more stuff about tip credit that we can like discuss? Yeah. Because, well, I will. I mean, I want I, I want to blow my brains out about it. But like, <laughs> what's the matter with you? Nothing. Oh, are you sad about the queen too? I ate a whole box of Cadbury eggs. They were expired. It's just this guy at my table. He didn't like his chicken piccata and he yelled at me. So, huh? What? (laughs) Is that him there? Yeah, but Joey, don't. Let me add him. Let me add him. I got this. If I wasn't on my third strike, man. Excuse me. (laughs) I was saying you didn't enjoy your dish. Yeah, it was was over salted and rubbery. Oh, well, I feel terrible about that. And I feel really terrible because I was the one who cooked it. But my server was the one you tore into. What is this? Yeah, so I thought, well, I'll come out here and give you a chance to tear into me. Yeah, because I was the one who cooked it, right? So go ahead. Give it to me like you gave it to her. With a lot of spice, huh? And go ahead. Don't hold back. I can take it. This is outrageous and unprofessional. Oh, yeah. I I agree with all of that. In fact, that's partly why they usually keep me in the back. Because I got really (laughs) customer service skills. That's Marcus all the way. They keep him in the back. That's why this whole f***ing operation breaks down when someone disrespects her and doesn't let her do her job. Because then I got to come out here and nobody wants that. Right? Right. Right. So here's what I think. This is 100% you apologize me. to Bridget, and yeah. I'll make you a new chicken piccata. I'll fuck you up. You talk my servers like that, dude. Sorry. Yeah, Great. We always have each other's Any back. other issues with the food? Nope. Perfect. All good. All good. Nope. Yep. We're good. A little chill, bro. Mm. Well, actually, my fries was a little zipping. Roll Tide. <laughs> so his roll tie, dude. Is, I, I love I love that character he has. The roll tie. Oh, I have two uh, regulars uh, who may or may not be watching this podcast, and they're all about some roll tide. And I send them those podcasts. I'm like roll tide, yeah. They're all right, so we all know cats are evil, right? Cats are evil. Now. Cats are evil. Jimmy, what the f- put that down? Put that down right now. Hey. Wow. Uh, uh, he program. Like Jimmy puts it down and then he walks away. Yeah, he just walks away. He's being nice. And then his owner is like, Jimmy. He's trying First to of all, the cat's name is Jimmy. <laughs> so, again, <laughs> shout so. Out to a friend of mine. Uh, he has a cat named Jimmy. It's an orange cat. It's a complete psycho. <laughs> what is it? Orange cats? Are they psychos? Yes, yeah, yeah, orange, always right? like people always say yeah. orange cats with psychos. Like, what is that? Is it like just yeah. is it that it's like ginger? Is like the, ginger the soul? Yeah, because the ginger soul the ginger with like soul. the same ginger people. Yeah, yeah like just fucking soulless. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, I'd rather be called a ginger than a redneck. Yeah. Mm, ginger redneck, versus so. redneck. But you're not a ginger. Close. My beard is ginger. I got a ginger beard. I'm, ta- I'm taking my two beard. minutes. I'll be right back. Go. Okay. Thanks, pal. Bye. Bye. See you guys in a right. second. All right. Talk all the shit. I'm up. Tai Chi.
Tai Chi is just exercise for people who are too old to exercise. I went to the park, watched those old people for like an hour, and I learned how to do Tai Chi. All you gotta do, you get in your little stance, right? Okay? And then you wipe down a window, and now you get a blowjob. Didn't play it all the way, but it's fine. Close enough. Close. We got the point. That's funny enough. That's funny enough. Yeah. We know. Is it? Have... That's funny enough. Marcus, have Joshua, you met? Did you have no, any funny TikToks? We have not met. Do I have any funny TikToks? Maybe you were. Did you go to? Did I see you at Riggs? I don't know. Maybe I did. No. Oh uh, yes. You know what? One time because we did the. Um, Maybe. When uh when we were doing the uh the videos for the friends and family. Hmm. We did a couple of those. Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, nice to meet you. No, we oh never met. We've never met. Albatross or Bagel, either or. We've literally never met. Really? That's about it. Marcus, had you just come to the hearing, you would have met him. Ooh. Well, I was in Delaware, <laughs> so that's No, you were thing. not. You were not in Delaware. You were working, and I told you to I was on my way back from Delaware. <laughs> you were not in Delaware. <laughs> You were I literally remember driving over the bridge when you were yelling at me. Marcus, that kind of, at besides the point, I was just trying to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming back from Delaware. Trying to say hey, what's up? Thanks for letting me on your show. Appreciate it. You were working that day. You worked in the room. Listen to me. Let's, I was coming let's back from Delaware. I had the purple backpack on. I specifically remember it was definitely me coming back. Thanks for telling me what I was doing that day. I know because I have the receipt. Anyway, yeah, I remember having to go I remember having to go through like the inventory after that hearing. That really sucked. Oh my god! So do you guys remember when Rico brought the snacks? <laughs> At like one o'clock in the morning, he brought snacks, and we were like, we were all waning a little bit. We were like, ah. Oh, Man, this fucking sucks. Yeah, I remember morning. like seeing like how many are they gonna skip? Like go, 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 yeah, go. Skip them. Like, yeah, skip, 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 yeah. skip. That I, that was crazy. And also, we have failed to mention that the anniversary of that hearing mm -hmm. was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yep. Facebook reminded me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, Marcus. I sent you a few pictures from the uh... animals. Friendly reminder that this exists in the world and I'll okay. never stop talking about it. Even though it looks like a zebra after God ran out of ink halfway, the Okapi's closest relative is actually the giraffe. Now they don't look like they have a lot in common, but they do. They both have a long, dark 14 inch- Oh, tongue, we're talking about their tongue. Which they use to grab leaves just out of reach or just use as a Q-tip. They also both splay their legs to take a drink. Except giraffes do it because they're too tall. And Okapi doing it is kind of like Tory Lanez ducking before he walks into a room. It's not necessary and you kind of look funny doing it. Another thing about this Klondike horse is you'll smell them before you see them, since they mark their territory with this weird tar-like stuff that comes from glands on their feet. Ew. And that's when they're not R. Kellying on everything for good measure. Now the <laughs> reason it looks like a biracial donkey is because its biggest threat is actually the leopard. It might not seem hidden to us, but cats are actually relatively bad at seeing color. So these markings help it blend in, at least in a cat's eyes. Also the markings are believed to help baby Okapis follow their mothers through the dense jungle. Speaking of babies, apparently they don't poop for the first month of their life to avoid attracting predators. Anyway, moral of this video, he wasn't lying about why he was late to work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Marcus. Anywho. Yesterday was the four-year anniversary of when we testified. They did send you a few pictures. Speaking of corn, mm -hmm. who likes corn? Nobody spoke of corn, but, but yes, like I like juice? corn. Yeah. Me? Huh, I exactly. really like corn. What do you like about corn? Ever since I was told that corn is real, it tasted good. Did you think corn wasn't real? But when I tried it with butter, everything changed. I love corn. I love this mm, kid. Corn. Do you think everyone should be eating corn? No, not everyone has to like it to be the best. Yeah. Everyone just has to try it. Have a bite. What else are your favorite things? I play a variety of games. Mm -hmm. Hide and seek, hag, Neville Lava Monster. Yeah, mostly cone. I mean, then look at this then. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn! Oh I love him. It's corn! Because corn is awesome! Can you describe corn to someone who's never tasted it before? A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. It's the part that mostly makes me like the cone. How much do you think corn should cost? Mandala. I hope you really <laughs> have a corn-tastic day. A corn-tastic day? What? It's just a pun about corn. It's a pun about corn. Look at his grandma. If you anyone loves corn, if you come to me, I can tell you all about it. Do you like corn? No. Have you ever had corn before? No. <laughs> that seven-year-old is now the ambassador for corn of corn, for the state of North yes. Dakota. Everywhere. No, no, no. There's yeah. now, there is now a video, uh, a Auto music tunes. video. Yeah. Oh, the remix about corn. is amazing. I yeah. do like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn! It's corn! A big old Vietnam. It has the juice. It has the juice. I'm more beautiful thing. It's corn! I can tell you all about it. I mean, look at this thing. When I find it, it's not amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but there was one out there it's on TikTok corn. that that was like that this kid was a plant by like big corn and like big corn oil and mm -hmm. whatever because corn was suffering and and exports and imports and blah 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 blah. No, dude, but, I think I mean, that this kid really loves corn. This kid lives for the yeah. Corn. His like real name is like Jedediah Cornwallis the third. He's like, <laughs> the heir of like all the corn. He loves all the corn. He loves the corn. Oh. It's the best. I, I was crying when I watched. I I can't believe I'd never seen it before. It's and one gone. of my coworkers, one of my coworkers, was like, have you not ever seen the corn video? So we watched it in the office, and I was like, oh my god. So speaking of food-related TikToks, if those, I would hope everyone here has seen it. Um, you can pull up Lula Balin. I believe it's. L-U-L-A-B-A-L-I-N. But he does, he turns internet drama into oh, yeah. some oh, of the funniest videos and music videos I've ever seen. But he does one about blue cheese uh, with Jimmy Fallon and an actress that I don't know her name, but it's hilarious. Um, uh, that would be a TikTok worth, worth pulling up. And, How do you spell his name? How do you spell his name? I believe it's L U L A Lula B A L I N. L U 
L-U-L-A-B-A-L-I-N, I think. Hmm. I feel like on TikTok, he comes right up. That's my TikTok. guess. TikTok. The TikTok. The Tiki Tacks, as uh, Jamie likes to call them. The Tiki Tacks. So L U B L U L U L A L U L L A B A B A L I N Blue Ballin. Oh yeah. I hate blue cheese. I hate and blue cheese has mold in it. I love blue cheese. Fuck yeah. blue cheese. Totally on board. I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh. I'm actually going to grab some blue cheese to eat right now. See, now we want some blue cheese. No, thank you. <laughs> He's getting up <laughs> for the blue cheese. No, thank cheese. you. No, thank you. No, thank you. It has mold in it. I love it. There is mold Most in blue cheese. cheese has mold in it. Not the yep. cheese I'm eating. No. No. I don't want to roast. No. Hurt. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I love it. Oh. Speaking of cheese, number one thing I've ever hated working in a restaurant was a cheese cart. Oh yeah, yeah no, cheese carts suck. Kill me. We had one. I I worked at John George in New York, and we had a cheese cart, and I hated it. It was like the worst thing I've ever I've ever had to do. Cheese cart. Any yeah, any any time an owner or chef is like, you should get a cart. I'm like, <laughs> you should fire. Like you should. You know, you should you, if that cart comes with a new GM, that's what lost? you should do. Yeah. You should get okay. the, if that, those carts should be like buy Val, a cart get Val's a GM. cat hijacked me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Wait, which one? Sonic? The, the little the gray one? one. The gray skinny one. Yeah, yeah, with the little white tail. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sonic. Yeah, he wouldn't let me He's go. A baby. He made me feel really guilty. I was just trying to go to the bathroom. He's crazy. And he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I got to hang out with you for a hot second. It took me a little longer. Your your cat would he, not let me leave. Yeah, he's very he's he's um very aggressive. I'm, I'm all about it. And cheers to Sonic. For the record, yes. it is now one in the morning and I'm eating blue cheese on smoked yeah. potato chips. Yay. All right, we'll do a last TikTok and we'll get out of here, guys. It's a waste of calories. What? What? Why y'all always <laughs> next to a La Quinta? Don't worry about me and La Quinta. Me and La Quinta ain't got shit to one. do with you, bitch. How y'all senior citizens doing? Because those are the only people that go to AHA, bitch. Bitch, don't be mad at me because I got the AARP audience on lock. Let's talk yeah. about how all your cooks are also drug dealers. French toast in the front, meth in the back, bitch. Mm. Bitch, we <laughs> out here getting the bag Malcolm X style. By any means necessary, bitch. Bitch, you almost as ghetto as Waffle House. Who the Waffle fuck House. just said my name? My name's exactly. Waffle House. I steal two drugs fighting. I got a cricket wireless phone. Who out here talking <laughs> shit? Um, nobody, Waffle House. We was just talking. Yeah, huh? We were just bullshitting. Yeah, that's what the fuck I thought. I don't want to have to fuck nobody up. Bitch, I was so scared. You should be, bitch. He killed people. <laughs> kill somebody or some fucking he AIDS, motherfucker. People. I have so many stories about Waffle Houses. Dude. Do it. I have probably one of the mess most epic stories about a Waffle House. Do it. Actually, it. it was Christmas Day. Mm. I think it was in the spirit. Two, uh, 2000, Christmas Day 2000. That was a long time ago. I moved, I, I was in Delaware. I a friend of mine from North Carolina back up. So we've been moving on them. We were hungry. Went to a Waffle House. 
get to the Waffle House. I find some friends of mine I used to party with. There are three of them, head full of acid. Can, can I stop you? Which Waffle House? Where? Wilmington, oh North Carolina. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm. Go for it. Military so I see them early. The then I go to the Waffle House. Sit in the Waffle House. Manager, big black lady. Cook, long hair, white dude, just got out of jail. These two start getting in the fight. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. He grabs the spatulas off the grill. Starts threatening the cook or the, the, the uh, manager. Manager grabs a knife. So I'm going to fuck you up. And literally, I'm at the like the front bar, kind of like the, like, the seat. Or yeah, the you're right there. Yeah. Like, you're front and center. You're like, can, can I get my birds chili? Like, yeah, I was like, you got front row seats to the fight. Bro. They're threatening each other with a knife. Two greasy spatulas. <laughs> my boys who are tripping start banging on the door because the door's locked because the manager shut the door and locked it. Ooh. So there's... You got like 150 people in this wild house. These two are fighting. My trippy boys banging the door. Let me in. I'm tripping balls. I want to eat some fucking pancakes. <laughs> it's the scene in size. And everybody's like looking at each other like, oh, this is just a wild house. Yeah, it's cool. This is what happens. And like they fight. Dude jumps on top of the bar. Throws one of the spatulas. She throws one of her knives. Keep in mind, I'm sitting at the bar. Shit squeezing by my head. This goes on for like 15, 20 minutes till the cops are called. That was my Christmas dinner in 2000. Jesus. That sounds fun. That yeah. sounds like a great Christmas dinner. Dude, it was amazing. That sounds like a Ukrainian. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like a Ukrainian Christmas dinner. And he's like, so this wasn't chunked. It was smothered and covered, but like you didn't miss you just the chunked part. Can I get that? Can you guys get that? <laughs> I was like, what happened? What happened to the chunky? Like, I, I don't know if this is a good time to ask, but like, could I get a? Like, could yeah. I? Maybe. Well, I didn't have the food, so I was bit. cool. Can you push the rewind button? Do kids even know what that is these days? Push nah. the rewind button. Nah, be kind. Be kind. If you go be into a Waffle kind. House, do know that there will be cigarette ash in your home fries. Just, yes. just know that's that. why they taste so good. So, that's mm-hmm. why they taste so good. I would tell you going to be part of the meal. I was talking to non-restaurant people last night, and I was like, you know, we sweat your food, right? But you got my sweat. You got my dishwasher sweat. That's why you get the salt. We sweating your shit, but we cook. Like half your cholesterol comes from a it, chef's armpit, bitch. It gets up to at least one sixty five, <laughs> so you're good. <laughs> yeah, where do you think he puts the towel when he's not holding it in his armpit? <laughs> and so when I do, when I do do some plating, it does go. Into the plate. like I'm like tucking that shit in. <laughs> I feel like a stuck pig in general. Joshua, why are you surprised? Wait, do stuck pigs sweat? Why is that phrase sweat like a stuck pig? It, I don't Meaning think that's that like your 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 skin looks no. sweaty because you're like, being I was smoked you know, in a pit. You ever smoked a pig? Marcus knows all about that. So when you're smoking a pig, when you're smoking a pig, and you're like glistening the, the sheen of the, the the coat of the fucking pig, it starts like the fat. Beating. That's the real fucking fat. It's the fat's beating now. It does bead. Over. I've seen it. Yes, it is. So it's sweating beating, like so a stuck like pig. It, it actually sweats. Yes, well, it does actually. Sweat. We learn something new every day, and shooting I mean, it's not sweaty. It's just the fat coming out of the fucking pores. It's sweaty. So fat. Is when I, so basically, I it's basically frying itself from the inside out. 
Now I'm I want some. I want. I'm shook. I want some fried pig. Just <laughs> <laughs> got a honey pig tomorrow. <laughs> pig and blue cheese. Bacon and blue cheese. Shout out to honey pig. Shout out to oh. Iron Age. Ooh, but I walk up to tables with like their check presenter mm-hmm. underneath my arm, my sweaty ass fucking yeah, arm all Why the, the fuck fucking time, and they read. I mean, oh my god, we had a girl at Commanders that did that, and she put antiperspirant like all over her face because she was like sweating so much because it's oh, New Orleans. No. Oh, it's new, and I'm like, yo, girl, yeah. that's like not the move. Like I don't know what the move is, but that's definitely not it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Some of the hottest kitchens I worked in was in New Orleans. We'd be in basements of hotels and shit, dude. Where'd you work at in New Orleans? Uh, Cobalt. Uh, Kempton, the what would Kempton at the time? Mm-hmm. Again, this was 2000. You worked on the streets. 2001, 2002. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marcus is for the streets. I'm sorry, Bradley yeah. is for the streets. Marcus Wilson Hotel. Marcus yeah. is for the uh, it, it was right next to the Intercoastal. Uh, so Marcus right down St. Charles. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I worked at, um, I mean, I worked at Commander's House for, and then huh. Fat Harry's. That's one of my. I live right down the street from Commander's. Mm-hmm. I was on seven. Mm-hmm. Every time you guys say that now, I think Good of the, our stuff. shitty ass fucking football team. Mm-hmm. The commies. Butthole commanders. The Washington T football. The butthole commanders. <laughs> Yikes. I can't I can't say anything otherwise. There was uh my um my coworker, Alfredo, he's like, he's like the commanders, they sucks, bro. They sucks. I'm like Fuck you, Fredo, but you're not wrong. Fuck you, bro. You're <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, fuck you. They lost today. He's like, they sucks. <laughs> like, God oh, damn it. Stop doing that. Sorry. That was hey, you know what? Is there any last word? Oh, hold on. I got one more. Yeah, there's a last word. You should pour the rest of that uh, KG over here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, in my belly, bitch. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Like there was that much left anyway. Um, my last yeah. word is vote no on eighty-two. Yes. Vote no on question D. The the workers, the actual workers, we don't want this. Listen to the workers, motherfuckers. We went through Serious. this with with this. It is wild to me that this is back on the ballot. Oh. Oh, look, there's me. Heyo. Heyo. I'm holding <laughs> a wine bottle. Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, 82 is shit. 77 was shit, and 82 is also shit. They lied. It's the same lies all over again. Please vote no on 70. I feel like I'm in like a fucking like fucking fever. 70, 82. 70, 82. 77. No on 82 because ultimately 82 is 77 reborn. Like it's it's the same lies. It's the same. They're gonna bust in the same people from like. California, and they're all on their payroll. The problem the is, is that the council, the council we have right now, they were not going to repeal the the initiative. If, if it gets vote, if it goes, if it gets voted into law, they're not going to repeal it because because the um, some of our strongest supporters are no longer in the council. No, the council. I think they I almost feel like they lost their jobs because of that. Right. Shit. And Maybe then yeah. the ones who Brandon still Todd are, definitely lost his. He I did, mean, and, and not because of that, but that was, that was a strong reason why people put right. it against him the next time around. Um, um, and then also like, the the people who are you. on 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 the council right now, like most of them who had supported us in terms of um, repealing 
77 they've they gone on record again. that they're not going to because then it's political suicide it. now like mm-hmm. is you know the way that the dc council is now they're not going to do it anymore in this in the city of portland um unlike our state ballot and unlike dc's referendum process if if question d were as to pass in the city of portland this november the city of portland and the city council of portland cannot touch it for five years that really? is the way the city, that is the way the city oh. charter is written that so is were, were the question to pass city council cannot touch it for five years and by then tip credit is fully eliminated in three years and the industry is already right. completely undone and completely uh, done. Our cities are respectively the only cities right now with the shit on the ballot for November. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're talking about um, putting it on the twenty twenty. I want to say either three or four ballot in Michigan. Um, And we know Michigan's Michigan's been a hot spot for a minute with that shit too. But like our cities are the only ones coming up in November. Yeah, your city, my our city. Is the Indeed. only one right now, and they've been burned. It. They've been burned by twice by both of us, right? Twice. So DC like, did the exact same thing. We don't want it. Right. They want, like I said. But but again, for them, it's a notch in the bedpost, and they're back for vengeance, hundred and ten percent. Right. So we're like we're fighting both places. We're fighting upward uh, upward balance. Battle, battle. I mean, the reality is that fighting minimum wage at a ballot initiative is is a very tall task because voters think that they're doing the altruistic thing and supporting higher wages, allegedly. And so ignorant voters who don't understand the topic or have listened to the boilerplate bullshit from the other side, uh, unfortunately, think that they're doing the right thing um, because they're doing doing the altruistic thing. Right. And and you know the the these these authors of these bills know that, and they know that right. like legislators. Oh, that, that weirdly been. enough, we live in a legislative, you know, a a, a representative democracy. Um, legislators who know minimum wage law and no wage law and understand all of its unintended mm-hmm. consequences, all of them will preserve the tip wage because they get it. The voters who obviously don't get it and generally don't understand this particular topic will just support it and vote yes and so it's a yeah, huge tall task right frustrating. frustrating and uh um you know i'm fucking tired I'm fucking i'm fucking tired of fighting it I'm, yeah like, I'm, like, i feel like that's why there's not so much heat this time around i mean there is but like we, we all got personally burned out on 77 all of us like i mean we got burned the fuck out now 82 is and they're taking they know that they know we're all burnt out they know we're burnt out and they know like we don't have as much i mean we we obviously will bring the heat if we can because we're fucking bartenders or service industry at the end of the day this is our livelihood this is our job but they're banging on the fact that we're fucking tired right and that we have been that we have been also um not just tired but we are also um, traumatized by yeah by by the pandemic like yes. we were traumatized by seventy seven like, I, I have I have a lot of PTSD um, PTSD over seventy seven because you know like I had to take time off I had to really like I don't want to say their name unless they say like they're not here with us tonight but like another person like me got docs too like, right. 
Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people got taxed. A lot of a people lot were traumatized. A lot of people were like harassed during '77. And uh, and so like now with '82, with the the pandemic and the lockdown behind us, I think a lot of people are stretched thin. They're also just traumatized by all of that. You know, we were really. Affected by by the lockdown, and we're also just trying to come back off of 2020. Like all of us losing, essentially losing our jobs, being on hiatus from right. our jobs in 2020. Like I said, I've been working before I was legally allowed to. I'm not, you know, I'm not proud of it, but that's America. That's how we do. Like you know, like that's the first time in like all the years that I've worked that I ever had to claim unemployment ever, ever in my life, ever. ever. And it made me feel bad. And I was like, what if I, I, bad? I pay into this fund? This is essentially my money. But like, I was like, what the f like, like, I felt like I, I didn't feel right about taking unemployment. It, like, I should, I, I should be able to work. There's no reason why I shouldn't be able to work, but I can't. <laughs> Any last words, my friends? Uh, last words are, where the hell's my KG? I miss you uh, all. We love you, Joshua. Dylan, thank Joshua. you all for having me. Guys, uh, last words are I did a smattering of beers tonight. I Grab his dick and twist it! Oh. We're an totally insane.